Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. Listen to episode 51. My name is Patrick. I'm here with the full gang, Seth, Steve, and Josh. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hi, everyone. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> Who else but Quagmire? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Those uh, are the best parts of every episode. There I, I, guess, I guess we're putting the uh, the live track in here, and then we just go straight into credits. Well, good episode 51, everyone. What Same if again. I put crickets in instead? Hey, editor's choice, honestly. Maybe a gunshot, and then you just mute Steve's mic for the rest of the episode. You know what? That sounds like a great idea. I might just do that. Steve, that you doesn't sound, <laughs> That doesn't sound all right at all. <laughs> it doesn't sound fucking sweet. <laughs> I don't like how so much he's committing to the bit. So welcome yeah. back to the Family Cast, the only podcast on the internet that talks about Family Guy. Is there it a podcast that talks about We're yeah. now the number one one. Congratulations, us. I'm I'm 100 percent mm, sure yeah. that there is, and if there isn't, we can I fill that niche. The freaking sweet podcast. So we it, are. be great, boys. We we are at a crossroads here because we just did our 50th episode, but next week it'll be our 52nd. Which, as Seth has been really trying to make work, it would be our one year anniversary, even though it doesn't technically line up so good like that. I so, said, I, which, to be to be fair, I said one year worth of content, not one year yeah, okay. anniversary. One, one one year worth of content, fine. But which which one? Cast in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey Josh, <laughs> shut up. Um, which which one's the bigger milestone for you guys? What the fake year or the year of content? The the year of content or the fiftieth episode? Year of content. I think fiftieth episode. Yeah, cool, Matt. You weren't here for it, so we have to do the year. Oh, uh, okay. I I thought we weren't going to acknowledge that Josh hasn't been here for five weeks in a row. What do you mean? I never <laughs> left. I was just really <laughs> quiet, just listening. What do you mean, guys? He's been here the whole time. <laughs> so I've been. Uh, so okay. So um, there's the Family Guy funny cast, um, the Family Guy, the House of Unskippable podcast. I I'll be honest, fellas. I don't think there's any Family Guy. This, this is a good is place just, to. to um, is Steve just naming other podcasts he's threatening to replace us with? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm saying that we're better than them. Yeah. So we'll we'll create the freaking sweet podcast, and off we go. We'll review episode by episode. I've only just finished rewatching all the Family Guy, but I'll do it again. He's throwing out Patreon uh, um, reward ideas for our eventual Patreon when someone asks us to do that. Right, right. I've been uh, asking you guys to do it for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Will you pay for it? Whoa, I don't know. Money's a bit tight, you know, like inflation. Pretty, Stop yeah, getting I... people to Google inflation, Steve. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? That's um, been a bit for a year, too. <laughs> <laughs> No matter how much me. we try and move on, uh, we Google we one see. year's worth of inflation. Uh, definitely don't. Uh, so, two things we need to check in before we move on to round the lounge for this week. Uh, one, I heard Christmas music in the supermarket on the weekend, and I am upset. Oh, so did I. There's Christmas decorations everywhere here. It's it's more than a month away. The fuck are you doing? I haven't been to a supermarket in a little bit, so I'm I've just managed to avoid it. Have you what about just, like what about just a regular, regular market? market? Yeah. <laughs> hey! Who else but Quagmire? Wait, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. It slipped out. You know what? Um, Fuck it, I'll choose a Family Guy episode. That, that's, that's my content for this week. No, no, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? There's so many to choose from. How would I decide? Um, well, it's, 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 it is bullshit, though. It's, it's more than a month away. Like, it's Christmas a month decorations, cr- Christmas decorations should stay, should stay put away. Well, you know, so we live in a society of capitalism, so we're always yeah, going to look at the next up thing. Thanksgiving and uh, Thanksgiving. We yeah, don't celebrate that here. 
Yeah, you know what else we don't celebrate? Fucking Halloween. Guess what I saw everywhere in the supermarket. No, <laughs> no but no, that's, we literally do celebrate Halloween. Like it, it's everywhere yeah, in the no. supermarket. We literally don't we, celebrate. We, we celebrate um, it because it's forced upon us by, by like consumerism, but sure. <laughs> And so get those Black Friday deals. Did you guys ever go trick or treating? Yeah, I, I did all the time. Oh, what? I, I was never allowed. Yeah. I was told I was going to get drugs, and now I'm yeah, like, fuck, so I missed the drugs. I used I, to get there money. Was, there was, there was, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the drugs. If you yeah, going to real house. houses or just like your family? <laughs> no, no. They if they didn't have candy, they would give you a gold coin instead. You serious? You know how expensive that would get? <laughs> no way. If you give me like, it's like a oh wow, gold expensive choppies. Mate, just give them a twenty cent piece. It's bigger. They'll think it's a, they'll think it's a bigger win. It was it was the early two thousand. It was before the recession. Wow. Early two thousands before recession. Which recession? <laughs> uh, the, G, the, the global financial crisis. Yeah, that one. GFC. Yeah. Not not the current global financial crisis. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so so um. So there's uh, a thing so called Christmas music, right? eh? <laughs> Is there a cryptocurrency in it? Oh, is there a Christmas cryptocurrency? That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sure all that billionaire that recently lost his entire fortune probably thought that at some point too. And it will be called All I Want for Christmas is it's coins. Man, I didn't the, seeing the you better not finish cell. that sentence because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> I didn't. Sued with what finish money? What he lost all of it. Yeah, he did. What's he going to do? Who are we talking get, about? Get, get bored apes to sue us? <laughs> as long as that, that'll be entertaining. I'm more scared of Mariah Carey than I am of the Bored Apes. Do you reckon she's got a Bored Ape? I don't know. Eminem does, bro- so. Mariah Ape. Eminem was also, like, I think Facebook he's, he's got out, like, fucking Minions things, so. Yeah, he collaborated with Minions. He, he's, he's collaborated like, oh, with so Marvel hard, I grew up on the streets, look up my Minion posts. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, really, doesn't really add up anymore. You're losing a bit of brand image there, man. Hey, Patrick, what, what section of the podcast are we on again? Uh, good question. I've I've lost track. Um, the other the other check in that I wanted to run past you guys. Uh, this might be the final No Nut November check in. How are you all doing? Um, I have transcended human knowledge. I am funny. <laughs> uh, what are we? Twenty three days in, so I'm like what eighteen hundred hundred days in <laughs> in my personal journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to nuts. So not live, live laugh, loving your way to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the it, clock, that's it. The clock ticked over into November, and I lost. <laughs> Still gone from the last couple of years. Wait, I just fucking heard what you said. Jesus. Uh, womp womp. Um, right, well, uh, might as well move into Round the Lounge for this week. Uh, Steve, what have you been up to this week? I have, in a strange true to form, and it's not um, raining or storming in Sydney, so I've been playing Life is Strange Before the Storm. And uh, let me tell you, let me tell you, fellas, we'll get into that later. Okay, that's weirdly. <laughs> that's cryptic. menacing. Yeah, it is. It, it's um, really menacing. It's clickbait. Had big J Slat energy. <laughs> I'm lucky that Steve doesn't know where me or any of my loved ones live. Uh, jer- jokes on him. I have no loved ones. Anyway, um, um, yeah, just uh, PM me, Steve, and I'll send you the dates. Cheers, <laughs> yeah. you. I thought we, I was his loved one, but no, nah, it's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, Seth, what have you been up to this week? Uh, just Pokemon. But instead of talking about that, I'm going to talk about Bayonetta Free. Okay, weird, uh, weird turn. Uh, actually, no, no, that 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 is on brand. Uh, never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't waited the customary two years, so it's coming out a little early. Hopefully, the the uh, listeners are uh, are ready for that. But, hey, hey, man! Uh, I, last week I talked about Sonic a week after it came out. I I've become on a good streak now. Wait, was that not 
Were you not reviewing Sonic 06? No. <laughs> Sonic no. Forces, the best Sonic oh. game? Oh no, you 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 did you did the the good one. Uh Sonic Mania. Yes. Yeah, that one. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean that's also Oh, the other good one, Sonic years, Heroes. So. Now, that is a good song. <laughs> a good song. I like, it is a song. I like the most Sonic games like this is a good game and then the ones that are bad you're like it has a good song. <laughs> um I really have fond memories of that game. I would not go back and play it because it would ruin them. The only Sonic game with bad songs and bad gameplay is the one made by BioWare. No, um, Crystals Chronicles. Yeah, that was made by Bioware. Ah, man. They should stick to uh, better franchises like Mass Effect. Am I right? Yeah, or Dragon Age, or Jade Empire. Now that's a video game. Mass Effect, the game that never had an upsetting ending, never let you down. Oh, here we go. It's about the journey. Or an upsetting sequel. Even I don't want to think this uh, this thing exists. Andromeda. Did Did you end up replaying Andromeda actually? While we're quickly on the topic. No, I I haven't yet either. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, right, so Bayonetta 3 on the cards. Good, good. Uh, Josh, what about you? Um, I haven't really done anything but play WoW recently, <laughs> um, despite shitting on Blizzard. I, uh, yeah, the Wrath of the Lich King, nostalgia, man, gotta get that hit. That's pretty much all I've done. And play po- a little bit of Pokemon. So I guess we can touch on that if we're touching on it this week. Otherwise, um, yeah, I, I think what we'll end up, t- uh, and I might, depending on how time goes, talk about the menu, uh, the, the, the movie. Not not like some random, not like a Denny's kids menu that I totally don't just to have lying around. Anyway, um, uh, hey, talking about Ratatouille. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why don't we do a quick Pokemon update? So, uh, as we just said, I love it so lunch, much. We we won't be talking about it yet because we are still waiting for everyone to finish and form thoughts and opinions on. Uh, so why don't we just do a quick whip around, see where people are at, and, uh, yeah, it, it might be next week, it might be the week after, but Pokemon content coming soon, uh, just need to hold on a little bit longer. Uh, I, I've finished the game, I'm in, um, I've, I've seen the credits, <clears throat> I'm doing the post-game, and by post-game I mean going to all the classes that I've apparently missed, uh, school, uh, Wahoo, uh, I guess we'll just quickly whip around. Seth, where are you at? Uh, I'm probably the uh, still the earliest in the game out of all of us. I've done, to keep it vague, I've done three gyms, one Titan, and one Starbase. Cool. Uh, Josh? Um, I've done eight gyms, I've done uh, the all the trials, and I've done two of the bases. By trials you mean Titans, yeah? Yeah, well, they're, they're trials, aren't they? There's trial of the whatever. Oh. Isn't it? He's not it? wrong. But yeah. trials are more a Gen 7 thing. It is, yeah. It's one of those things, you know. more of an arseous thing, so whatever. No, it's not. That's Alpha. Oh, it was too. No, wait, no. Was it Alpha? Yes. Alpha, Alpha yeah. were a big, scary Pokemon. It was the... Yeah, um, but what was the... What Alpha, was the, the Alpha nobles. was the gatekeeping Snorlax. The nobles, that's what it was. Cool. And uh, Steve, where are you at? Uh, seven badges, four titans, four star team people. And um, what's the thing that they say? Um... This is the podcast. No, no, the Pokemon pod tent. Oh. Right, well, anyone listening, uh, depending on where the people listening are at, uh, hopefully there is one of us that is in a similar spot to you, and hopefully by this time, maybe next week, we'll certainly aim for it next week, we'll have uh, a proper proper old chin wag, proper old proper old discussion. An old about, yarn, uh, if you may. Yeah, spinning, spinning some but yarn. But if we go back to Gen, uh, gen 8. No. What? 
all, all these British euphemisms for talking. Right. Sounds like a bit of bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> okay, that's that's horrific. That went. You're way having too a fucking far. laugh there, are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you got a well, license for that laugh? <laughs> uh, this thanks, Seth. Derailed it again. Uh, not welcome. even Final Fantasy fourteen related this time. Who knew? Um, right. It hasn't been for a year. <laughs> that's not true. And you know what? Steve and I have done our best to keep it that way. Um, <laughs> why don't we go and chat about how strange life is uh, with 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 Steve? Uh, okay. Um, so uh, important thing to note about this. Um, so there is a video game that came out in like, 2014, 2015 called Life is Strange. Uh, and, and that's uh, and that game happened, of course, as they all do. And then Life is Strange Before the Storm came out. And this came out in 2017 as a prequel to the events of Life is Strange. Um, I'm not a big fan of the naming convention, but what do I know? I'm the ideas guy. It was before the storm, though. What do you what do you think about the sequel? Life is Stranger. <laughs> well, actually, the sequel is Life is Strange too. I know. Um, <laughs> they really had a missed opportunity, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not well, to I mention think, when it... when they said it's strange in time. Um, <laughs> when you go back um, in time and it's life art thou strange. So anyway, before the storm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so uh, life is strange before the storm is one of those. Uh, for lack of a better word, choose your own adventure type of games, like much like uh, Telltale series, The Walking Dead, or, or all those type of series that have become quite popular over the, the last few years because they actually do tell a good story without sort of falling into making it a gamifying. And there's a big question and a big discussion here, not for this podcast, about whether this is actually a video game or more of a uh, press a button to say one thing as opposed to another thing. But um, that's for other people to make. So I guess really what are we talking about is the story. Um, and holy shit, look, I'll be quite honest. Um, I have not been a teenager for a very long time, but this game has so much fucking teen angst and rage into it. Mm-hmm. It literally... It, teen angst written by 30-year-olds. Yes, yeah. it, it, it feels... So hey, hang on, let's, let's start right at the literally, beginning. You fellas like, played it. I've played the first two hours. <laughs> then I was oh. like, none of this, thank you. <laughs> Turns it off. I got it for free and I still haven't played it. I got it for free too, to be fair. And I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. Actually, probably more than the first two hours. Probably the first, like, three or four. It's, I, did, I did not like it at all. I Are remember, I've, I, so I played uh, Life is Strange 1. Uh, played Before the Storm, but I remember the story of Life is Strange 1 a lot better than the story Before the Storm. <laughs> I remember, like, the cliff notes, like the spark notes, study the night before the exam type bits of the story but i don't i don't remember i don't remember anything of how one thing goes to another uh and i'm i think halfway ish through life is strange 2 and eventually we'll go back and finish that but life is strange 1 got so many things right that it's just hard playing playing other games yeah and that's so I've got a very special place in my heart for Life is Strange 1. I thought that was fantastic. The yeah. only thing I know about Life is Strange 1 is that they unironically shill uh, Final Fantasy the Spirits Within. I have no clue about that. <laughs> and I'm glad I don't. Well, <laughs> and don't forget this game. If you interact this... with a Plasma TV, uh, is it Alex, the main character? Uh, Max. Max. Yeah, Max will say that um, there's a tasty Plasma TV that could watch Final Fantasy the Spirits Within on it. No human being has ever fucking said that. that I didn't, I've never, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate this game now. You know what I want to talk about? It's mad cheese. 
Plasma TV, even. Yeah, um, Plasma <laughs> TV. Good God. That's how you know it's a prequel. Um, no, th- no that's, the, that's the original Life is Strange before the storm oh. is only set. Um, oh, God. So- then, then she had a CRT in the prequel. <laughs> that, uh, the, the sponsorship segment was uh, after the storm. <laughs> Sponsored Which is by funny Rain. because canonically in the story, it's still before the storm, but hey, yeah, what do I, I know? I didn't want to say that. Like the storm is the last part of the original Life is Strange, but yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so in Life is Strange before the storm, you are playing as um, I believe her name is Chloe. Yes. Yeah, Chloe Parley. And where the fuck did I get Alex from? Um, no clue. You made it up. Um, so as we're all probably well aware of having played the first one. Uh, Chloe is the best friend of Max, who was in the first one, and you sort of meet and hang out there. And this is sort of more of her. And as soon as I thought it up and I wrote it down, I literally cringed myself into a ball and said it. This is her origin story of becoming an complete insufferable human being. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have a vague recollection of her being, like, more punk and cool, uh, more of, like, anti-establishment in the, the original Life is Strange. But in this, she just is a fuckwit. Um, where, where, where? My mum's trying to do her best being a single mum, but I, but fuck mum, she's shit. Um, where, where, where? My stepdad's trying to get on with me. I hate him. He's a dickhead. I hate his mustache. Where, where, where? Hold on, what was that first part about the stepdad? The stepdad's trying to get along with me and make friends with oh, me. Oh, get along with her. Not okay. get along with. Uh, I, no, I heard I, that too, and I had to uh, readjust in oh, my sorry, mind. Man. As soon as Seth asked for clarification, I thought about trying to get us to just move on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, I'm going to drag it down, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. wait Seth, are you, you're not projecting. Are you, are you okay? Are you... I've been fine okay, for right? multiple years, yes. <laughs> okay, that, that critically oh, doesn't <laughs> answer yeah, the question. What do you mean, Colin? Um, anyway, my, my therapist says not to talk about it, <laughs> especially in a recordio form where it can be archived for later of making fun of. Um. <laughs> the therapist has just stepped that after he touches you, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, so we need to move on. <laughs> bit dark. Wrong storm. Uh, Wrong storm. <laughs> um, life is set. Um. <laughs> God, I hope not. I'd feel so bad for everyone. Okay, but unironically, overwhelming heritage to P Fighter Fantasy fourteen. Unironically, Seth would be the guy that would stand in front of a TV and go, "Wow, what a crisp plasma TV! It would be great to play." (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine Seth saying that to be honest. No, not Um, for a plasma, for an OLED, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) There was only plasma TVs at the time. You'd be like, "Wow." Okay, well, this I'm pretty sure LCDs existed at the time of plasmas as well. They were very, yeah, they were, very, very expensive. They were a sound system at the time. Um, and also, oh just a heads God. up. Oh, God. That was a really good one. That was a good one. <laughs> also, a heads up, like two mosquitoes are in my room at the moment. So if I um, start talking for 30 seconds, I'm zoning in on it. Um, so I've just got my eyes so, on it. It's fucking on the so roof. It's what, what, what you're saying is there are now three things that are trying to suck the life out of you in that room. <laughs> yes. Um, don't worry, it's on the roof. The roof is far away. High ceilings. Um, but yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, fuck you, mosquitoes. That, that really bugs me. Um, <laughs> yeah, got him. Uh, so anyway, life is Wrong strange. Focus. Wrong storm. <laughs> focus. Focus. Um, so essentially, uh, it sort of follows her journey. It starts off with her sneaking into a uh, a gig in like a barnyard in her shitty town in Washington State in America. Oh God, uh, I forgot that. 
yeah it's it's at every it's stage cringe. of that everyone's like hey you should just go home and then chloe's like no <laughs> no i want to see the music <laughs> no i will do what i want yeah I yeah, that pretty yeah well. the bound yeah the bounce is like you're not old enough go home this is a rough crowd all the best go home um and she's like fuck you i'm getting in <laughs> and then like she's got no money to bribe him um uh, it's just it's just not very good uh, and then she gets into a fight there and then it turns out one of the popular girls from her school uh rachel um who's like miss popular and queen of the school turns out she's there uh partying along at this gig she's also underage as well but let's get into that fake id um, that, oh, they don't didn't ask rich people it's rules are different for rich people um <laughs> it's true so then ah no oh, fuck i missed it um this is gonna be shit kind of conversation with me being distracted uh, so they essentially like the i've only played the first episode in about two hours of the second but essentially it is them sort of bonding and getting along together uh and then the episode ends with like they eventually like sort of sneak out of school and then rachel learns that her father's having an affair and blah 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 team drama and it's the end of the world how, how far um, and, is that uh i've definitely played at least that far uh, well, it's like the first episode. It's, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure the, the end of the first episode is the revelation that her dad's having an affair. No, the oh. end of the first episode is her getting kicked out of school. Oh, okay. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. like, I where the where affair I is. So. Um, actually, no, it is. It is. Um, I'm pretty sure, actually, now that you've said it. Um, yeah, because it ends in that fire. Yeah, sorry, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Oh, yeah, then that's definitely where I dropped it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the, yeah and then like the second episode... Picks up and she's getting kicked out of school. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, that's right. It seems that they've tried very hard to lean into the be a complete nut of fuckwit or <laughs> try to sort of like me as the player. Every time I choose like an angry response, I just feel bad. Like her mum is literally trying to help out saying, I'm worried about you. And the two options are like, leave me alone, mum, or, or I know you're trying. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll, cl- I'll click the I know you're trying. And then she says, like, oh, I know you're trying, but leave me alone. And I'm like, well, what the... Yeah, the illusion choice. choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, uh, cool. Great. Great writing. <laughs> um, and it just sort of feels frustrating in that. Like, I can sort of see the story they're trying to tell. But as you said before, Seth, it is teenage angst being written by people that are well past the teenage years. It's not even just that. It's like they dead set just took Tumblr posts from 2006 and made it into <laughs> a video game. And it's so cringe for that reason. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it's, and it's like a weird thing how you, you get text messages on your phone and you're like, cool, I'll check the text messages, but like it order applies for you. So you really have no sort of yeah, way of true. sort of making it flow. And it just sort of feels like it's a bit of a wasted thing. It might've been cool to sort of implement Man, that. imagine playing Persona 5 and uh, every time you looked at a text message, it order replied, yes, I will hang out with you that day. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. yeah no. See you later. Imagine See you later, Persona, you fucking weeb. So to, to weigh in as someone who's finished Before the Storm, there are a couple moments that stick out as things that I remember and genuinely enjoyed in the game, but the problem is all of those bits take place later on. Yeah, it's, And it's, I can definitely see why it's, uh, why it's like, you, you mentioning bits of it, I'm like, oh, that's right, yeah, I remember that, and I remember that, and I remember that. Like, yeah, I can see why early on it's it's quite a turn-off to try and sort of push through it. So how's the first one in comparison? So should I play the first one? The yes, first, one, first, so, one's, first one's fantastic. The first one is fantastic. The awkward part is that the first one is fantastic because it was the first one as well. There weren't too many games 
it, it sort of preceded the era of a lot of kind of walking simulatory type games, but it has walking simulatory elements. So I think if I, you I, I wouldn't say that at all. The, what? I, I wouldn't say it's got walker simulator simulator elements at all. It's just sort of got like weird sections where you can walk around in a closed environment and interact with like extra story type of stuff. I always kind of thought yeah, of it as like a telltale game. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, it's more. It's yeah. It's sad. I, but I think maybe we're just sort of getting into semantics of. Yeah. I, I, I guess what I'm. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that everyone that's played Life is Strange One will tell you that you should play Life is Strange One. But the problem is if you haven't played it until now, I don't know how it will play. If you haven't played Life is Strange, like. Steve and I could go back and play Life is Strange 1 now, and we, we've already played it. We know what happens, and we'd probably quite enjoy it. I don't know what would happen if you, as someone who hasn't played it, would go back and play a seven- or eight-year-old game, who, which at the time was probably a lot more fun than uh, playing it with the seven- to eight-year-old delay. Do you know what I mean? It's older than that now, isn't it, the first game? Wasn't it like 2009 or 10? I thought it was... 14. I remember people playing it when I was at uni, Life but they might have been strange. late to the party. I didn't play it until 2015, 2016. Yeah, I played it in 2016 because I was overseas in Canada at the time. Um, uh, I don't think oh, it's no, it released in 2015. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, wow. that, yeah, that lines that up sense. a lot more. Yeah, um, it's much later than I thought it was. Yeah, so it was, the, it one, was one all the... after The Walking Dead. But, and oh, it like, was January 29, off. 2015. Yeah, it was like really off the back of the heels of the Walking Dead games. That's why I kind of just went, this is just worse. Um, yeah, it's just worse with that because it doesn't have zombies. I don't want to play a teenage drama, which is where before well, the story. Different, really different threw me sort off. of zombies. Um, That's true. <laughs> one, one, of the, um, one of the big differences which Life is Strange 1 really had going for it was the idea that, yes, you have these branching choices, but you also have this time rewind mechanic. That was the whole shtick mm. of the game. And that yeah, was. Yeah, so, so if you said something and it was an outcome that didn't feel well, you got to reverse time. But the way it wasn't sort of like a go back, I win button. I didn't like that option. It was more like a, I've seen this. I want to see what happens the other way. Like, exactly. I want to see what happens the other way. Like, it, it, and it, yeah. the way they explain it, the mechanic itself is very organic because it goes well for. So it's before um, the storm, not go with this gimmick as well? Exactly. No. So that the that's the thing is that that gimmick was specific to Max in Life is Strange One, and Chloe doesn't have any of that kind of thing in Life in Before the Storm. But the problem is they keep the same branching dialogue pathways, so it's annoying in some respects that in Life is Strange One you can see you can't see everything on one playthrough because some things are kind of butterfly effect, like it'll return later on that you can't just see in the in the immediate moment, but before the storm takes a much more i guess realistic approach of you just pick a bunch of dialogue pathways and that's that's just you set in stone and yeah. uh it's definitely a i think it takes it away from from the experience personally it does like they're trying to sort of and you can sort of tell because there are a lot of callbacks to max even though this is before the storm and it's, things are a bit different but there are a lot of callbacks to the original life is strange. Or the, yeah. the, 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 the whole thing is call. that, uh, you know, they were really good friends and then Max moved away. So life is strange yeah. one, they pick up yeah. where like she's moved back, but uh, like, there's yeah, still and communication. It, and it sort of feels like as if it's trying to build up on like flowy sort of journey, but it doesn't, doesn't feel that way. Cause she's just like angry and a shitty person the whole time. Like it's, she's, I can sort of see what they're trying to do and trying to like, get people onto her side and be like, oh, 
your dad's just died and your mum's trying to replace her with this new stepdad that doesn't really work and he's a bit of a hard ass. But like the way she just responds to it and like the options you're given to respond. Yeah. That's... It, just, it just feels like it's railroading you to either be a complete fuckwit and push people away or to be a slightly less of a fuckwit. It's kind of weird to do this sort of story for a character that you know has a set destination as well. That's exactly um, what I was going to say. Yes, is that yes. you're, you, you have two problems with taking this sort of approach is that one, you understand Chloe as a human in Life is Strange 1 and you know that no matter what you do and before the storm, it's all in service to getting her to kind of her character destination in Life is Strange 1. So you know that um, there is no universe where you can suddenly make Chloe this lovely goody two-shoes person because that's not how she is in Life is Strange 1. And then the second problem is that they made Max a very likable protagonist. Mm, Anyone that's definitely. played Life is Strange one, they're like, yeah, no, Max is Max is a very like fun protagonist. I can I can project a lot of my values onto Max. She it's likes Final Fantasy some... spirits within. <laughs> it's not because she occupies successful. some weird niche. It's just that she she has a very wide appeal, right? Like she doesn't. Um, she uh, doesn't sort safe of Hollywood approach, but, but the thing is for a protagonist with a branching story game, that's fine. The problem is they then go, um, in life is strange one, here is this chaotic person, Chloe, who, when you're playing as Max, you're like, okay, Chloe is this chaotic force that you are kind of, um, reacting to. Now you are playing as that chaotic force. And then as Steve says, there are moments where you're just like, where's the, I don't want to be a dick option. Oh, there mm. isn't one. Okay, I guess I'm just playing this unlikable protagonist for the next little bit. Yeah. But it's strange as well because she becomes likable. It is strange. Oh, shut up, Josh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah like, like and she does become likable by, by life is strange. Well, likable is probably not the right word. She's got her flaws as we all do. But yeah, I don't know. I, it just she feels starts, She weird. starts in a rougher place in Before the Storm. Yeah, and obviously things are happening in... Uh, it just doesn't feel like doesn't feel organic like a person would act like this yeah. but then at the same time I recall back to my teenage years and I never really got angry or anything I was like yeah, yeah cool whatever mentally you're still there uh, yeah I'm just getting a bit fatter uh, one, that's changed. one thing that does need to be called out uh, Daughter probably one of my favourite bands very melancholic though so I have to be in the right mood but they they did the full soundtrack for Before the Storm and the soundtrack is awesome who did so yeah, Daughter Daughter. Daughter. Oh, I haven't heard of them. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, like the, you, the, the, you, the, you would know youth. If, if anyone that's, that's heard... Uh, yeah, you would. I'm, I'm sure anyone could go and search youth by daughter and they'd go, oh, I know this. <laughs> and yeah, that, like, that's daughter. It, the music they have chosen for this game is like literally perfect. It, it sets is. the scene very good. It suits what's going on. It is fantastic. That is like literally the saving grace for it. Yeah. It was the same thing in the original Life is Strange as well. Yeah, the first Life is Strange also has very good music. Um, uh, special call-outs to some of the best parts, or some of my fondest memories of Before the Storm are underpinned by the music choice mm, at the time. They actually use, I'm pretty sure they use youth in Before the Storm. Uh, I somewhere. think they use it in towards the end of the first they, episode. Oh, if it's, they, they use it, without spoiling it, they use it at the end of an episode after well, there's a, three episodes so. is it only three yeah it's only three there's three okay. plus a dlc right um, i don't recognize the song but i recognize the artist interesting uh medicine was also quite i guess it depends on if you've heard new stuff or old stuff but yeah um anyway no, they're a good band 
but yeah, they, they use youth uh, at the end of one of the episodes. Yeah, both. I can see how this would fit into one of those kind of games, though, this long, absolutely. Yeah, well, Life is Strange Before the Storm. My recommendation is play the original Life is Strange before, because this is obviously a prequel, and it doesn't, it would, it would, you would appreciate it more if you played the original Life is Strange. You definitely would. That's, yeah, yeah that's kind of a shame, because at least playing Life is Strange 1, you're like, okay, I get why Chloe's a bit of a shit. <laughs> Whereas if you started with Before the Storm, you're like, who the fuck? <laughs> what, yeah, you'd what, be like, what, what, what you yeah. You know, the funny thing about your recommendation is I feel like no matter what Life is Strange game people are coming off, they always say, yeah, just play Life is Strange 1. Yeah. And the, uh, the best part is that you can do a um, uh, Paragon or Renegade playthrough of Life is Strange 1. You can. You can indeed. Yeah, that was what I really liked about it. Um, so I'll probably check in next week after I finished it and be like, hey, that ending. Or... And like mega spoil it for everybody so you don't have to play it. Um, but the journey, with these type of games, I find, especially these narrative driven games like this and The Walking Dead, I find that the journey is half the fun. It's, mm. I, I, know, I know it's, it's overused and I use this ironically all the time, but with these type of games, it's the friends you make along the way. That's the real game. <laughs> I, think, I think in uh, Before the Storm especially, it's the music you listen to along the way. That is, a big shout out though to this. There is a fantastic... Um, Dungeons and Dragons sort of sequence in this that is completely optional. And I reckon it's probably like one of my favorite parts of like any of these narrative driven games. I think it is like fantastic how they did it. Oh, nice. But it's optional. So if you see some kids playing Dungeons and Dragons in Life is Strange, full of Go and wedgie them. Yes, and, and then play with them. They've got high pitched voices. Um, I would All like right. to give a shout out to being the last good game that Square Enix ever published. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You, <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Steve's recommendation, play with kids. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, That's not what I said. <laughs> right, well, um, uh, we'll ask you a recommendation, um, or your out of 10 rating, rather, uh, next week when you, when you finish it. But thank you for that, Steve. Um, why don't we move into Bayonetta 3, Seth? Yeah, so... Firstly, Bayonetta- uh, did you personally <laughs> cop up the $4,000... Uh, to to uh, as as part of um, is that what you're talking about? Helena Taylor. Yeah, see, the thing is, she wouldn't accept four thousand dollars. She wanted somewhere in the six figures, and I just I couldn't go that high. Uh, that's a that's a damn shame. Um, uh, I guess the first question then is, do you notice the difference in voice actor? Yes. <laughs> um, Helena is Taylor. Is a good or a bad thing? Um, Jennifer Hale is doing a very good That's impression right, Hale. of Helena Taylor, but she's missing that British twang in her voice that made the, um, the voice so good for Bayonetta originally. And it's like one of the, one of the down notes for the game for me. And I have a few, honestly. Um, but- Isn't it just, just side, side point, isn't it funny that we're all playing Scarlet Violet and we're like, yeah, the down point of Bayonetta 3 is the voice acting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't bring back the right voice actress. Oh, I have so many should, words to should say have, about voice should, acting for Scarlet Violet. Should have just been should have just been muted, honestly. Yeah, honestly, should have. No, no sound effects at all in that game. No, no sound cues for when enemies are attacking you. You could do what Patrick did for Monsanto Rise. Bro, what do you what do you what do you mean? I've I've been playing Scarlet Violet the same way, basically muted oh, attached you? to my screen, and the thing is, I don't notice a difference. <laughs> yeah. For context, when it's attached to his screen, he doesn't get audio, and you played like a hundred hours of Monster Hunter Rise without ever fucking hearing the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's looking for Scarlet and Violet. 
Although the, I will admit that all of the musical pieces in Pokemon are always fucking fantastic, and this is disagree. No but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that next week. I just feel like it has to be said. Anyway, so sorry, Final Fantasy said. fourteen. Wait, shit. Sorry, Bayonetta three. Bayonetta. It hasn't been Final Fantasy fourteen for a year now. Hey, it's a callback, all right? We're on episode fifty-one. Let me have this. Um. Yeah, Bayonetta three. So starting with the good points, I. It's not a high bar at all. Um, this is the best platinum is game. Is that a good point? <laughs> it's, it's the best platinum game <laughs> since... Is it's not a high bar. No, you no, just... You gotta finish this sentence with the fucking words I think you're gonna finish it with. <laughs> just, just comparing it to other things, it's the best platinum game since, I think, Metal Gear Rising? Either that or Wonderful 101, whichever one came second. Um, Wonderful 101 is better. Wonderful 101 is fantastic. Absolutely but love that game. What about Neo Automata? What are you talking about? <laughs> that that's good because of um. Uh, that is really good, but Wonderful 101 is better. That, that's good because of um. Uh, what's his name? Yoko Taro. But it's still a platinum game. You know, I'm not gonna. It let is, you but dog it's not their best combat like system. They should have called it gold, eh? It's gold not the best combat system. They're so good. Excellent. Just because yeah. I don't have to juggle enemies for 14 years and get a triple escort does not mean it's have bad combat. My God. It's. There's a lack of enemy variety in that game, and everything dies too quickly. I d you just want to juggle things. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, we wait. They were near to making a perfect game, eh? Mmm, close, yes. Sounds like that was a far reach, eh? Hey, they reach, what? <laughs> God. Anyway, um, Bayonetta 3 has a really fantastic combat system in the game, but I feel like it suffers a little bit because they introduced a new mechanic where you can summon all of the demons to fight by your side. And to make up for that, they bring in a bunch of um, big enemies for the demons to deal with. So you can still kind of deal with them yourself as Bayonetta or even as Viola. But it's uh, much better to just deal with them using the demons. And that kind of breaks the flow of the game's combat for me. How, how, how does it break the flow of the combat? Like, do you feel like you're doing a mega big combo and then like, all right, now we're yeah. gonna stop moving to. Oh, really? Is that that fucking shit? Yeah, no. But basically, that... that you're you're doing you're moving around very fluidly as Bayonetta. You're going around to enemies really quickly, and then you just Bayonetta herself stops in place to summon the uh, the monster uh, the demons, and uh, the demons are all big, clunky to control. Well, most of them are big and clunky to control. Some of them are a little bit smoother, but all their attacks come out really slowly. Um, some of them are kind of gimmicky to use, and they're fun in their own right, but because of how often you're switching between using Bayonetta and using the demons, it's, um, it does break the flow of the combat. Ah, interesting. Music-wise, though, music's fantastic for the game. Um, it's everything you expect from a Bayonetta game with Bayonetta herself. You're getting, like, remixes. What about acting from the original voice actor? We've been <laughs> so over that already. <laughs> I know, I just felt like I had to. God. <laughs> You're getting new remixes of um like old jazz and swing songs and they all sound great. Um Ooh. Are we talking like like um like, like Frank Sinatra songs? Yeah, but is it like like to the is it just upbeat or is it like um like like electronics like sort of stuff as well? It's more upbeat, not really electronic. Ah. It'd still be good though. Yeah, no, it's uh, very much in the style of Bayonetta is like a showboaty type character, so the music goes to grand lengths to uh, accentuate that. Meanwhile, Viola is more a punk rock character, so her music is like paramore punk rock sort of style. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, what a, what a metalhead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. You set him off. You set him off. 
What do you mean? I haven't set anyone off. Isn't that it's a your song, Senator? Probably. I think it is. <laughs> and I mentioned this last time I talked about um, Bayonetta 3, but Viola is re- really weird because she's like introduced as like the Nero of the Bayonetta series. And Nero in Devil May Cry was introduced as being like the beginner-friendly character. He only has one weapon to worry about. Um, his entire move kit is just very beginner-friendly. And his mechanics aren't that steep compared to Dante. Um, it's the inverse in this game. Bayonetta, um, well, not really the inverse of the mechanic system. Bayonetta is still way more mechanically de- uh, in-depth than Viola is. But the, um, the main crux of the game revolves around witch time in the combat. And Bayonetta, she has that through dodging enemies. So time at dodge, right, you get more of a slowdown window than, um, uh, than if you did it too early or too late. It was like um, bullet time. Yeah, bullet time. Uh, Near Automata has a similar thing as well. Uh, all Platinum games kind of have a similar thing. Uh, Viola's is through a block, and it feels like her timing is way more strict than it is for Bayonetta. So um, you're, you're taking a lot more hits than uh, Bayonetta would, because even if you're too early, you're moving out of the way as Bayonetta, while with Viola, it's you're still standing in place, and if you've done it too early, you'll either let go of the block to try and do it again and you'll take a hit that way or you'll just hold on to block and just not get the witch time activation and her demon summoning mechanic is uh she'll just throw out demon and it'll move on its own and she just gets it opened up to like a punch and kick move set while bayonet is in control of her demons and that might sound good <laughs> but when it, it comes to dealing with big enemies it's actually more of a hassle than you would uh, originally think because the AI for the um, Cheshire Viola's cat just doesn't work as well as you want it to. Hmm. We're talking like Last Guardian or we're we just talking like uh, dumb, I don't know, Bioware-esque squad mate type AI? Probably more towards a dumb Bioware squad mate. Man, Bioware's getting a lot of hate like, this episode. Uh, can we not? When, when they release say, me a new Dragon Age and doesn't make it shit, then I'll be uh, then I'll be on board. Oh, here we go. He's back on the Inquisition. Is bad. Inquisition is bad. <laughs> you uh, didn't no, finish Dragon. You bought Dragon Age two three times. Well, I'm inquisitive uh, about Bayonetta three, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Based. Uh, another down point is just this isn't a surprise because we've all been playing <laughs> Pokemon lately. But holy shit, the Switch can't run games for shit. <laughs> um. Uh, Action games, you want them to run at a good 60 frames a second. Uh, Bayonetta is trying to get that high, but it's usually capping at around 50, and even then, it's constantly dropping down to 30, and it's fluctuating all the time. So that's making the block says Viola even harder to trigger because uh, the inconsistent frame rate makes it harder to time. See, um, at that point, it should have been a developer decision, in my opinion, to just make it 30 FPS and adjust accordingly. Like make things a little bit more variable for your block timings or whatever slightly. Just play it at 30 FPS. Do whatever the hardware can do. Seems dumb to just go. No, it needs to be almost 60 and then drop down to 30. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it's just it's a switch a, thing. I think it's better to yeah, leave it open on because switch, isn't it? I think it's better to leave it open because if it um if it goes to if the next switch or whatever Nintendo console uh comes out is backwards compatible. Uh, and run Switch games better, then it'll hit those 60 targets just fine. Which There is no second Switch console. Stop saying it. It's not real. The Switch is coming, I, all right, Steve? It's I, think coming. What, 
I said whatever next Nintendo console and hope there is no more now. It's just this, this ends at the Switch. There's, there's no nothing. What else can they do? I refuse to believe Nintendo could come up with some other weird gimmick than literally like what the Switch is. Like the, the Switch uh, isn't even a gimmick. <laughs> it's just a docking station strapped to a little like Nvidia screen. Chip. That, that's it's cool, it but no, it's cool, so but like, like it's not. It's, it not it's easy as well. No, it's how cool it is, but like it's no no fucking around. Put it in, play it. Little screen goes into thing, then big screen. The coolest thing about the Switch is tasting the cartridges. You and the fucking cartridges. Finally, I'm glad someone says it. A man of taste. I'm pretty sure you guys had the entire conversation about this. Yeah, and, and, the, and the most disappointing part, the scarlet, uh, the, the violet cartridge doesn't even taste like violet. What does violet <laughs> taste like? Snozberries. We're going to move on. I mean, yeah, I guess it tastes like flour. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like that violet girl in... Um, uh, Willy Wonka. Uh, <laughs> Wild Wild Isn't she no, no, shaped no, no, like no. a snozberry? <laughs> yes. And here we are, back to the beginning. All right. Yeah, anyway, so, so Bayonetta 3. Yeah, so um, I've touched on the combat a little bit. Um, get the least important part of the game, but also the most annoying part of the game is the story. So, um, <laughs> this the- is a story-based game, my dude. <laughs> so, so the entire premise of the game, is, and I'm I'm just going to go full blown spoilers for this. Uh, anyone that cares about Bayonetta spoilers, either played the game already or has seen them already. So, uh, whatever. I'm just going to go all out. So, uh, the um story of the game is as a multiverse story. Viola's come from a different universe to uh, warn Bayonetta about this. Um, every every second story is a. Uh... A fucking bayonet story, a, a parallel universe story these days. Yeah, no, it, it's taken off because of Avengers, really. Yeah, it's true. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Man, I hey, still need that, to see that, but I've heard that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, that movie is fantastic. All right, that that does not have any issues with having <laughs> Spider Verse is also a fantastic movie, and yeah, that was a multiverse a fantastic one. movie. God, that yeah, was a good um, movie. Viola comes in to warn of an impending danger of this um this uh. uh what was what did they call him? Um, God, I'm blanking. He's he's such a bad villain. Um, like he's such a non-entity, but he um he's, he, <laughs> basically mean, like, actually basically <laughs> actually I'll get there. I'll get there, but it's basically Musk. Um, anyway, uh, this uh, this being that is going around uh, consuming every multiverse because it's ripping off the one where <laughs> um. Uh, Jet Li's the one where um, the more uh, multiverse versions of yourself you kill, the more powerful you become. So he's going around and kind of um, destroying every multiverse because once um, uh, once every multiverse is uh, collapsed into one, then all three uh, layers of reality can be shattered at once. So uh, the, the way that the world is compromised is that there's one heaven, one hell, but there's an infinite amount of... Um, well, not infinite, but like a shit ton of uh, uh, like middle layer where Earth would technically be. So he's got to go through all of those so he can d- he just kind of uh, snap all three out of existence at once and restart reality. Yeah. So the most that what ends up happening is you go through four different multiverse realities, and the most annoying part is that in each one of them, the bayonetta of that world it's just uh, fridged basically. Um, it, it's like they, they look and act competent for about five to ten minutes, and then it, it does that stupid thing where, like, a character doesn't think for, like, five seconds and that kills them. Like, 
the first bayonetta you run into is uh, the bayonetta from Japan, and um, she's going around. She's hey, kicking wait, ass. Wait, 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 wait! You can't just say bayonetta from Japan and playing Japan's an alternate reality. Japan <laughs> yeah. is a place <laughs> only post World no, War Two. It's an alternate reality hey. where it's an alternate reality where bayonetta ended up in Japan instead of uh, uh, Europe. So no, all yeah. the alternate realities based on them just being in a different locale. No, uh, the second one is uh, what if um, uh, Imperial China existed in this day and age? Oh, so post World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this taking place in the future or? <laughs> yeah. Where's where's it takes place in about yeah five years? Yeah, where, where's Taiwan in this? Just wondering. <laughs> Taiwan? Don't you mean China too? Yeah, sorry, no, that's what I meant. That's East what I meant. China. East China, yeah. And for our own sakes, I will censor all of those words. <laughs> oh, you're a coward. He got to you too. The CCP has struck again. We we need to remain monetized. I are we? Hmm. But we're not monetized. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean remain? <laughs> Hey, we have to start being monetized. Let's all talk at the same time. This is great content. You actually play a significant portion of a stage as the um, Bayonetta from Japan. So you're actually going around and kicking ass with her. You even um, do a boss fight. And then immediately after that boss fight, it goes to a cutscene where she just doesn't think five seconds and an enemy pops up from underground and just kind of bites her till she's dead. And it's so... Does she speak Japanese or English? uh, English. My God, they didn't mm. even do it well. Does right. she have like a? I bet, bet she got like a katana or something. Surely. No, she uses yo-yos, and her demon uh, contract is with <laughs> oh a spider. Someone's just playing too uh, much guilty gear. Does she say for my family before whipping the yo-yos out? No. She just looks at you and goes, "Baba Parker." <laughs> I didn't get. I didn't get. Both she, of those. she doesn't go Parker that, because Josh. she's more of a Garu than any other type of um. I'm not going to sit here and say Kiara on this fucking podcast. Jesus <laughs> I don't even think I've heard this word pronounced. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I don't know either. Skip this over. That kind of happens every single time. But um, what I really do like about uh, the post Bayonetta deaths is that um, you get like these big cinematic uh, um, fights. So for the one in Japan, uh, surprise, surprise, you summon fucking godzilla. godzilla yeah boy <laughs> and you do a you do a massive kaiju fight uh for china th- this is probably my second favorite one for china don't say you fight the west china used to summon the emperor <laughs> just winnie the pooh in china you fight uh, sun wukong and by fight i mean you That's summon God, of course you do so you fight king kong but with a staff you summon a giant woman who uses the clouds as a bubble bath what are you fighting <laughs> I thought you'd be fighting like a daughter or something. Well, and <laughs> and, and you, you, you blow bubbles to capture the Sun Wukong into bubbles to kill him. I don't understand where they got that idea. <laughs> I am so much more nervous about the next five years out of the CCP. Yeah. Uh, after that is Holy Egypt. Shit. After that is Egypt. And that one's pretty cool because it's that a run? dual boss fight. Like um, you, this um, enemy has barriers on its head or its stomach at, at any which time. And to attack the one on the um, stomach, you're using witch a time? no other other witch. I, I know there's multiple variants of that word. Don't worry. Um, if it's if its stomach use? if its stomach is exposed, then you're using a, a spider that's as hot as the sun to kind of slice away at it. And if its uh, head barrier is um exposed, then you're using a bird to fly around and smack it around until it's dead. 
And what are they shaped like, this enemy? Uh, it's... Like, like bra, like a sphinx, or like anything Egyptian? Yeah, I've, it's kind of bra-ish. Hosni Mubarak. It's, I think it's kind of a mix of bra what? and a bunch of snakes. I, I see, I, I might have accidentally made an Arab Spring joke to, to a dead audience, <laughs> never mind. Oh, good God. I got Shout it, out. I just didn't want to laugh. So good. Uh, 2013 political uprisings in the- Yeah, that was definitely the Arab Spring, but I, I don't think it was a- uh, wasn't a PC joke, as they say. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't even know yeah. this name, now I feel like I have to. Yeah, it was very of that time, if you're not politically motivated. Or care about the world at large. We are hijacking this bayonetta site. This is now international relations one I want. The final of the big boss fights is um an uh, an opera. So one of the bayonettas gets taken over by um uh, the big boss and uh, the uh, is uh it's using uh, it's using her oh, dumbass bat demon. opera GX, the great new uh sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Did you know that you can just respond to messages right in your browser? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, come oh, on, man. I, I hate that I do. <laughs> anyway, Bayonetta 3. You know what? Never mind. Just, just move on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to hear the, what the ending of the opera is. Yeah, so you summon a... You're, you su <laughs> the, the, the demon you summon is a giant frog, but then it transforms into just an opera woman. Um, and... Uh, it's basically just a timing mini game of moving a barrier to where bats are going to be coming from. It's it's very easy, but also kind of like visually fun. So it was it wasn't a challenge, but just whatever. Um, yeah, I don't mind. What, 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 to? what universe oh. was that one? Sorry, which, which uh, that was, was that, that was the um universe where Bayonetta's mum is still alive and they end up in France. Definitely sounds like bad ending. Oh, that's why it's a frog. I get uh, it. Funny thing racist. though, uh, the, the frog you get in the Egyptian level. I suppose they would have lived on the Nile, there would have been a lot of frogs. Plus when oh. it you know, rains frogs for whatever um, plague. I was just about to make that joke. Hey. Day three? Let my people go. But yeah, um, um, after doing that, that's when it kind of, the story kind of just kicks into going into the end game. And it, um... While you're doing I really all of this, I thought you were going to say that's when the story gets crazy. It was like, oh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's already been going pretty crazy. crazy. It does actually. Um, uh, the other witch, Banner's friend John, is going on her own little escapade <laughs> to find this scientist named Ticket, and all her levels are done through um a two D mini game that's uh based on uh elevator action. I think it's called. Where it's just kind of like little stealth missions where you're going up and down elevators to avoid enemy detection. And they're stupid, they're short, but they're really fun to do. Are you sure John's real? You're talking about like frogs and operas and Japanese bayonetters that speak English and Godzilla. And then you're just like, and then there's John. <laughs> <laughs> John's in an elevator. Yeah. Basically, yeah, she's, just... um, and she's going around looking for Elon Musk. Good God. Um, <laughs> And when she finds Elon Musk and brings him back to the multiverse portal that Bayonetta is at, he, he reveals himself to actually be the big bad and kills John. And it starts this entire <laughs> chain. <laughs> it, it starts this entire chain of, um, by the way, this is the second time John dies in this series. <laughs> the entire premise of Bayonetta 2 is that John died and Bayonetta is going to hell to save her. So yeah, it's really weird that they just kind of decide yeah, we're going to kill John again right at the end of this game. John's <laughs> going to find Elon Musk. I think she's still in hell. Yeah. 
uh, also while this is happening, it, you you're slowly learning that all of the um Lucas, he's a um a reporter character from the first game. All the Lucas across the multiverse have been dying and coalescing themselves their souls into one Luca, and somehow this has made him go from a regular human being to a werewolf. I. Uh, are you sure you played this game or did you just like smoke a bunch of PCP? <laughs> <laughs> the developers smoked a bunch of PCP while making this game story. And that's kind of how enough. they go for every Bayonetta game. Um, yeah, no, that's one of the mi- one of the minor elements of the story I'm annoyed with. Like considering all the other things I'm annoyed with, that's like low on the scale. And yeah, no, it leads up to a boss fight where you're going against um, uh, this... Uh, calamity character and uh, uh it leads oh, to moments it. where uh you're beating him up and it frees the souls of all the other bayonetters so that you get a moment of all the bayonetters are here to beat him up with you um that how, doesn't how many work is out that just out of curiosity like five uh no no they use pngs and a couple of uh, some, uh lower effort models to bring in some other bayonetters like one shot is using pngs to show like a whole crowd but in the more action shots have like lower effort models of bayonetters uh, around to do actions. So is it looking like that end scene in the Avengers thing where all the crowd people are there? Not oh, that big. Like. Not that big? Not so, that How big. many of them do you actually play? Or what, uh, do you play them actually or do you just play alongside them? You play as the one from Japan. The rest you play alongside them. And Interesting. A, a couple of them you have... Uh, the one from France you actually have a proper boss fight against. Hmm. Okay. It if it, it wasn't obvious uh by this point, they're kinda going all in on like this being a despite killing off so many bayonetters, this is a big celebration of Bayonetta as a character. To the point that one of the final phases of um the bo- final boss fight is it Bayonetta from Bayonetta One and Bayonetta from Bayonetta Two pop up to help Bayonetta from Bayonetta Three. And you have um you have a moment where you're playing as Bayonetta from Bayonetta One, and it's changed the entire game's HUD to be Bayonetta One's HUD, and then after that they all kind of combine into one person, so that all your attacks are doing triple damage, and it's making after images of the other Bayonettas as you're all hitting, uh, hitting the Is boss. Is the Bayonetta Three Bayonetta not the same as the Bayonetta Two and Bayonetta One Bayonetta? No, no they're, they're doing, not. They're doing a Spider-Man Far From Home. Leave him alone. I'm so used to having a stroke. I need to play these games. So it's implied that um, there's a multi, there's a universe where right after Bayonetta one happened, um, this guy went in and killed that universe, and then there's another <laughs> universe where right after Bayonetta two happened, uh, the enemy, the boss went in and killed the that universe, and the Bayonetta three is um, is a little girl from Bayonetta one, which is a whole another plot twist in its own right. That is. Going to take several minutes to explain on its own, so I'll just skip over that for now. But yeah, it all leads up to like a point of um, uh, once uh, the boss is defeated, Bayonetta sacrifices herself to save Viola. Luca sacrifices himself to protect Bayonetta's soul in hell. And by this point, something I've completely overlooked is that Viola confirms it, like says out loud that um, uh, she's the daughter of uh, Bayonetta and Luca. So. She, they're kind of like doing a parental sacrifice to keep her safe and uh, right off, uh, after the first credits rolls uh, you get to take, get back in control of Viola who at this point in a game where there's 
18 or so missions. She's only had three very short ones. Uh, you have to do a boss fight against a uh, uh, juiced up Bayonetta and try to get used to playing Viola again after several hours of not playing as her. And after that ho- happens, it, it's kind of like Bayonetta's pu- uh, done one final test to pass her legacy onto Viola. And I thought that as, as much as it's a weird story route to take, I would have been happy if this was the last Bayonetta game and they kind of use this as a way to celebrate Bayonetta as a character because I felt like they did a good job doing that. But right at the end, after I put out that message on so many platforms and on telling so many people I've, I'm happy with Bayonetta 3 and this would be a great place to leave the series, it ends with a to-be-continued-in-the-next-generation message. So Viola's probably going to take the lead and I don't think that's a good idea. So you're telling me that Bayonetta 3 was set up as an entire celebration of the Bayonetta franchise, and yet they still wouldn't pay Helena Taylor $2 billion to voice act Bayonetta one more time. Absolutely not, and Helena Taylor isn't idiot for not taking their, uh, taking their, um, uh, their offer, because this would have been a huge pop-off moment. Even if it was just the cameo offer of $4,000 to just come back and voice act the Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2 moments, that would have been a huge pop-off and would have been okay uh, Jennifer Hale voiced the new Bayonetta because she's not the same one as Bayonetta from 1 and 2, but having the original voice actress come back for that one moment would have been amazing, and she's an absolute idiot for not following through on that. Do you feel better that it was a good game or worse? Oh, sorry, sorry, what do you... Sorry, not you. Does she think it's... Is she happy that the game is good is what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I got lost along the way. Uh, she, it seems like she wanted the game to get cancelled and no one to buy it, which had the inverse effect of what happened. Her message got more people to go out and buy it. All publicity is good publicity, as they say. Yeah. No, right, out, it's, out, um, out of ten. Out of ten, big fella. Uh, eight. I think I gave it an eight on Twitter, and I'll stick with that. It's Incorrect. Um, this is the third game. Three out of ten. It's, it, it's, so really, games. it's really good and fun to play, but it's good, full of frustra- frustrating moments and small frustrating things and the story gets kind of kind of very stupid at the end and throughout actually i wasn't a big fan of like every single bayonetta getting get killed off the moment you meet them but the gameplay and the music more than makes up for it so yeah eight out of ten sorry i just had to i, I just got caught up on something did you say the story gets cra- gets weird at the end yeah <laughs> yeah i think were i you, said that were, were you were you here for the past 29 minutes where you've just talked through what sounds like a fever dream of a video game. Yeah, but all those are like normal things for uh, for Bayonetta and character action games. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, 8 out of 10. Interesting. Um, uh, I, I, do need to, I do need to play 1 and 2. I've heard very good things about them. Yeah, that was going to be my last question of with you having finished Bayonetta 3, is it imperative that someone plays 1 and 2 to enjoy or appreciate 3 more? Not two. If you want to get like a maximum enjoyment, play one and three. Uh, I guess maximum enjoyment is one, two, three, but like you can skip to one and three is fine, but you can go into this with just three and still be sufficiently fine with it. In saying that, I think it's still a shame that the best game in the franchise is Bayonetta 1. Oh, yo, life is strange. Where you at? But Bayonetta 3 is. Not equally as good, but still very high regard for different reasons. Cool. 
uh well thank you for that sap any any final final thoughts or good to move on good to move on we, we went over time with that but also there was like 20 minutes of you guys interrupting me <laughs> where's the proof show me the proof i'll show you when this is a podcast is edited <laughs> um i uh, what are we running at yeah okay i'll take five minutes and just quickly run through the menu because i i promised that and around the lounge probably won't come back to it later uh first of all have you guys heard of the menu absolutely not cool uh well i so it, it is it is a film that is kind of similar to everything everywhere all at once not in the it's a fun joyride for two hours of just what the fuck is going on it's just a very left field um uh kind of quite stylized uh like 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 indie or art, art house is probably a better way to describe it. it's a very art housey type film um but it is still a lot of fun it's just very dark humor uh, and it stars uh, Peach from the upcoming blockbuster movie uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yo! Cannot wait. Yeah, crazy, right? They managed to they they managed to uh, uh, sneak her away. How um, did she have time to do that after recording all the lines she's going to have as Peach? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, she she's crazy, I tell you. Just, just nothing but work, 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 workaholic. Um, so her and um uh Ralph Ralph Fiennes Voldemort. Um, are the, the two that I knew from the cast lineup. I thought I recognized a few others, but I, I didn't recognize the names in the credits. So, um, uh, but the, um, yeah, the whole thing is basically a, in, in terms of fever dream of, uh, of, a, of a plot, um, a bunch of wealthy people go to an island where they are presented a, uh, a delicious meal by like one of the best chefs in the world. And the whole thing is that, um, the evening just goes out of control. The chef reveals this grand plan of this is his final meal and everyone's gonna die. It's kind of like culty in that way. And you're like, huh? How does well, this turn? Everyone's gonna die like he's poisoned the meal type of thing. Sort of. It's uh his his greatest um his greatest culinary uh work will be resulting in all of their deaths, himself included, like suicide pact type stuff. Um, mm. not exactly poisoning the food, but. Like, for the purposes of the plot, you could think of it like that. Um, and so what was interesting was they, they, they are upfront about that in the trailers. Like, they, they show that in, every, in all of the trailers of, of ah, the okay, evening so going it. crazy. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the thing, is that I, I went into this knowing that that was what was going to happen, but not knowing how, if that was the twist or if that was the whole, like, uh, hook of the story, how they could turn that into an 80, 90-minute film. I actually don't remember how long it was. It's feature length, though. Um, and they do. They do keep it, uh, like, it's, it, it plays out partially how you expect and partially not how you'd expect at all. But you walk out of the film at the end of it and you're like, I can see exactly where all of the beats of that, of the, of that story connects. And I'm satisfied with the ending. It's, 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 it's amazing how cohesive and uh, singular the, the screenplay is. There's no room for, like, a round two or, like, a to-be-continued or anything. It's, it's all... Everything is presented and then wrapped up. And I suspect if I go back and watch it again, I'll pick up on some stuff that I missed the first time. But uh, excellent film. Really, really highly recommend it. Uh, it's, it's great. It's, it's, kind of, um, it's kind of like a mix of everything everywhere all at once and something like Knives Out, where all of the characters are quite archetypy. Uh, but they do it uh, in a really uh, well done way. Uh, you, you, like, they're believable. They're, they're pushed a little bit, but still believable in terms of the archetypes. Um, yeah, baller movie. 
uh, probably not as good as Everything Everywhere All at Once, just in terms of um, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is just everything. <laughs> like, it's quite, it's quite hard to top that in terms of entertainment value, but uh, probably a very close second for, for films that, are, that at least stick out in my mind that I've seen recently. Uh, I'd probably give it a, a I don't know, 9-ish nine, out of 10. Uh, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, probably 9-ish out of 10 would be. That's pretty good. That's, that's actually movie of the year. Uh, well, no, because Everything Everywhere All at Once came out, and that is probably my movie You're of the year. You're also forgetting that Morbius came out this year. Uh, Mor Morbius true. did not come out this year, surely. Yeah, Morbius 100% came out this year. Morbius sweet, my dude. Bro. It has. Holy shit. Not I to mention Gentle Minions, remember that? Oh, me and the boys. Um, I saw uh, Morbius on a plane coming from America. Did you oh, crash the plane? Oh, man, that's a flight that never ended. It was okay. The flight or the movie? Uh, both. Yes. Very good. The, the, Actually, the, the, the air marshal tying him up. <laughs> Let me go! How good was the Actually, sex scene? What? <laughs> there's, there's a scene where, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy Michael that, Morbius. No, the... The Doctor Who actor. Dr. David Michael Morbius. David Tennant. No, not David Tennant. I think it's Matt something. Yeah, Matt, Matt Smith. Um, yeah. yeah, Matt oh, Smith. It's a, there's a scene where Matt Smith is dancing in his bathroom, getting dressed while the song Yelling Have Sex is on in the background. Wait, what's the song Have Sex? Oh, God, what is that song? Talking about, like, the Lonely Island thing? No, the it's, Island? it's not. <laughs> That that would actually make Morbius better, in my opinion. If they did <laughs> yeah, that, honestly, but same. <laughs> I don't think they had the um the good graces to even attempt something that radical. Um, off the meds, Xy. Never heard of her. I've never um, heard of that in my life. That is going so, to be the album of the week next week, Josh. <laughs> is it? I thought it I thought is. we didn't do those anymore. We are now, and as oh. soon as I said it, I forgot the pact. <laughs> no, we can do them. I just hey. uh, my music taste is not uh, a no, wide enough it's... to adjust something every week. No, it's this. It's this song. This song's the album. The song. The have sex song. Fucking oh the song God. you were just but talking but about. But it's not an album. Want if it's you, a song. Yeah, yeah. So and, and what are songs on? What singles? Not all songs. Singles usually. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, get the album. Buy an LP, an, album. an EP. You know what? A record. <laughs> I'm going to do the next album of the week. Alright, you're doing the next one out of the week. Yeah, if you could record me a mixtape of all your feelings from this exchange, that'd be really good. Don't believe me? Google Stephen Mixtape Rule 34. Stephen, do me a favour when you do album of the week, uh, add in Sex Offender Shuffle. Sex what? <laughs> no, no, it's not a music thing. It, it means how Steve walks. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it back to Seth's stepdad. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, I know this video. Um, I do with Sex Offender Show. It's, yeah. Right, um, congratulations, you put on that now list. you're on a list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else but Quagmire? Um, yeah, I, I imagine <laughs> at some point, <laughs> at, at some point uh, towards the end of the year, maybe the start of next year, we'll, we'll, we'll cap off uh, uh, like best and worst of 2022. But for now, probably not the best film of, of this year, but certainly, certainly high, high up there. Highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, which means that, if I'm not mistaken, everyone that's wanted to speak has spoken. I'm watching a, by New Zealand standards, or at least by New Zealand Auckland standards, moderately large spider crawl up the wall behind me. Um, it would probably... Can I, 
Can you send it over to deal with the mosquitoes in the room? I can't. There's this one that's been like, I can't get it. Uh, to be honest, an Australian mosquito would probably kill this thing. I'll be honest. But um, is it a sheep? You're having sex with it right now. <laughs> Always a good one. Always a good one. What fucking year is this? Holy shit! <laughs> Old, reliable. New Zealand like has bit. sex with sheep. Always a classic. It's not not the part of the mixtape. Not not the part of Steve's Steve's sex offender mixtape that I that I like the to to, to be featured on. Um, Look, sheep anyway, victims are still victims, bad That thing. brings us to the. Oh, <laughs> you can't, pull, you can't uh, pull the wool over our eyes. Hey! I hear that when they were trying to catch him, he went on the lamb. That <laughs> <laughs> was lamb. a bit of a stretch, I'll admit, but I felt, yeah. I felt like worthy. You and me Cold are going to have words after this. <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. Oh, no, the last words. time we had words, I got a black guy. <laughs> No, 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 you, you, you as in female shit. God fucking damn it. Okay. Anyway. Oh, uh, I get it. The guy was sorry, that was too clever, man. This it was too clever. us to the end. To, oh, don't worry, I'll be sure to ram the next one down your throat. Uh, this one this brings us to the <laughs> end of- Isn't that what you said to the sheep? <laughs> sorry, you made it too easy. We're going into news. Fuck you. <laughs> Starting off this week, we have some Mario Kart 8. Uh, I was going to say news about Mario Kart 9, but no, that's a lie. More DLC. More Wahoo. DLC. There is no Mario Kart 9. It's not even no more Switch DLC. Too. It's just another wave of the DLC that's already been announced. Well, yeah, DLC true. part two. Yeah, I guess, yeah. No, that's true. But there's so many oh. good tracks in this wave. There is. No, good to, not, they're all tracks. They're all good tracks. I don't think there's a not, bad Mario Kart track, to be honest. Um, there's, been some, that, there's been some snoozers. Baby Park, that one that's like 17,000 laps. No, that one's fucking Baby Park. It's, it's, it's the same yeah. fucking, it's it's the same fucking loop seven times. You yeah, no, it's sick. Yeah, but it's just so hard. Hard. around it forever, man. It Sounds like so someone doesn't do well at Baby Park. Sounds like no, someone's holding it. on to first until the last lap and gets hit by seven shells. There was a there was a Don't Drink and Drive Mario Kart tournament hosted by, I think it was Ludwig and Friends a few months ago. Where I know exactly the video you're talking about. It's what I thought about when you said Baby Park too. Yeah, my, actually, shit, was it, I, actually, I don't think it was the Ludwig tournament. It might have been... I'm pretty sure it was Alpha Reds, wasn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't where think you have it, to pull over to the side and finish a drink before you yeah, yeah, so allowed that, to finish. That, that, that was Ludwig's tournament, but I, I think you're right. I think it was it was either Alpha Reds tournament or Alpha Red was competing. I think it was his tournament. Where I think, I think of, Alpha Reds did that because I haven't seen Ludwig before. Yeah, okay, fair. But um, one of the uh, one of the rules was that it would be all random because when you're doing uh, lobbies, uh, something, something, you can bias the, the tracks that it picks from. And so you're supposed to all do random. And one of the teams decided that they would only only do Baby Park. I'm certain it was Alpha Red. Yeah, and <laughs> it's such so, an Alpha Red friend thing to do as well. <laughs> I need to go and back so, and watch um, the tournament where Alpha Red and Life Arrow were in a tournament together. But this was just a normal tournament, not a drink driving one. I think I think this was a normal one. I think he was well. in that video actually. To be honest, Life Arrow. I think I'm, that's the video we're talking about. I'm pretty sure Alpha Red was the organizer for this because I remember him jumping into a few different discords to sort some shit out but anyway if, yeah the, the yeah. whole thing was that one team decided that they wanted to pick baby park and so rather than 100% chance of random it was 50% chance of random 50% chance of baby park I'm pretty certain it was Lathero's team that did the baby park thing to be <laughs> honest with you but yeah <laughs> great um, anyway so uh, did anyone end up getting the Mario Kart DLC either yeah. the the wave uh, like the, the, the full big um, I bought the um, what's the, the, the bigger subscription um, to have Mario Park. 
I'm no, sorry, the new carts. <laughs> Baby park. The new tracks for Mario Kart. Right. Because I wanted to also play the Animal Crossing DLC that I have, like, not touched, to be honest with you. Yeah. Have you touched I the Mario yet, Kart DLC? I haven't gone to Mario Kart DLC yet because I didn't have online for a year without realizing it. Uh, but now that oh, I've wow. got my Nintendo subscription back, I'm going to get the DLC. I also have the subscription now. Once again, I piggybacked on one of my friends, like the freeloader I am. Could have added you. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought yours was full. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, well, I'm part of, sorry, it's an awkward way to say it. Sorry. <laughs> Different family. Yeah, sorry. It's my yeah. other girlfriend. With my girlfriend, she lives up the coast. You wouldn't know her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I- um, She goes to a different school? Exactly. Up north. <laughs> no, but yes, I have this DLC. I have not played Mario Kart in like probably, well, I haven't played Mario Kart. So we're in about like two years. Yeah, that um, is the mood, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I was like, oh, yeah, let's bring it out. We're at a party. So, I'm like, I, I haven't driven sober in about two years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. So how good are some of those tracks like Wii's Maple Treeway and 3DS Rainbow Road? Well, I hate 3DS Rainbow Road. How do you hate 3DS Rainbow Road? I like 3DS Rainbow Road. It's not as good as Nintendo 64 Rainbow Road. Lake I mean, yeah, that's the good. peak, but still... 3DS Rainbow Road is pretty high up there. I like Boo Lake. um, I'm admittedly, I've so I I used to play Mario Kart Tour like uh, more than I more than most people. Not that I actually played it a lot. I just played it more than most people. You actually Um, launched it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) and and so I I have to put that as a caveat because uh, I don't know how they play on say Mario Kart Eight. But some of the tour tracks are actually really good. Like some of them are just kind of let's just put random ramps all over this track that you know and love, like Yoshi's Island. But it's like ramps in the sky, and it feels like a GTA Five mod or whatever when they're doing all the random bloody ramps two kilometers up. But um, some of the tour tracks, like particularly the ones after some of the World Tour locations, are pretty good. Yeah, no, I've seen one that's either Paris or London, and another one that's in China, and like those being transferred into Mario Kart Eight. Um, mm. And they look really good in that game. So they've been transferring them really well. And they mm. do look fun. The Sydney level's pretty cool as well. I played that. Yeah. I, the, the, I've played a couple of the tour tracks and yeah, they're fine. Like, they, they, they're good. Some of, some of them are better than other tracks already in the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would recommend it. Uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Anyone else want to... Any final thoughts? When are we having the Faster Than Carts tournament? Hey. The, the all right, time to buy the DLC. Or? Time to buy the rights to that movie title, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I like puns. Cool. Well, um, <laughs> shit, I really wish I had a segue ready to go off that. Um, There's not really much done. you can do off that, to no, be honest. No, I know, I know. Really just... There's no faster than Steve. carts. Segways uh, are not faster than carts, though. <laughs> not that attitude. <laughs> um, anyway, we have more Neighbor Speed Unbound. Uh, news isn't really the right word. I guess it's sort of news. Um, another trailer dropped, uh, more about like basically just gameplay trailer, which is what everyone's been asking for. And, um, I, I'm already fairly sold on it. I, I already like what I see. So you can run over um, people. I wasn't expecting that. Sorry. I have not watched this. I'll be quite honest. Um, I'm very intrigued by the art style, mm. like running over people. Like, what is it? Like, is it an open world game? Yes. Yeah. It looks fairly mm-hmm. open world. It's very open world. It's um, uh, the Horizon open world, or so. It's kind of hard to gauge. They've they've, uh, they've 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 released the map for what the open world game is. It's really hard to gauge scope 
they say it's the biggest map ever, which of course they're going to say that. But um, biggest map ever for Need for Speed, though, or like ever for? Oh a no, 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 for, no, 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 for, for Need for Speed. For Need for, okay. I don't think anyone's yeah. going to be bigger than what's it? Daggerfall is the biggest. Yeah, it's uh, fucking map, gigantic. It's like yeah. the size of like the UK or something. <laughs> yeah, um, it's absolutely huge. But uh, but no, in terms of so so what someone did do was they compared rough scales of um the burnout paradise map to unbound map and it's at least three times the size uh i don't know if it's quite four times the size but it's it's big but the thing so the thing that's got me excited for it is that um there have been i've probably brought this up every time because there's always need for speed unbound used to talk about but um criterion games the team behind burnout is the team doing this i don't remember who normally gets to do need for speeds but they're a bit hit and miss i know that they bounced across a couple departments um i think especially criterion, in recent years as well criterion mm -hmm. last did most wanted i think oh most not, wanted which, is good not, which not most the, wanted though yeah exactly yeah. The, the the 20 the 2012 ish most wanted yeah uh the one with the white and red label uh where you That's the first one cars and stuff no no the the first wasn't the first most wanted the like 06 PS2 era one? Oh one yes, yes, loves. sorry, yes, it is, yes, yes. Yeah, so not that one. Um uh and so that was a pretty good successor to like you could see the DNA of Burnout Paradise into Most Wanted. There were issues with that game, but a lot of the kind of genes of it were still there. And so uh a lot of what they've released around Unbound, aside from the art style, like the design of the map the design of like how the events flow that kind of stuff is still showing the kind of genes of the burnout series and most wanted so that's why i'm more excited for this one than i have been for basically any uh most uh, hop uh shoot <laughs> need for speed game since about most wanted uh so i'm yeah as i say i'm already excited for it i love the art style because i think it's taking it a different direction and it looks awesome to me but i know that that's been the kind of uh divisive piece among a lot of people good yeah i i as someone who doesn't really care either way for the need for speed series i and, and racing games probably in general i think this is a very contrasting look to the usually the hyper realistic yeah street sort of culture um yeah no, I'm, i'll be watching this will i pick it up at, at, at launch for full price absolutely fucking not <laughs> Um, but but I will... what if I told you it's an anime game, best in the art style? Mm. I'll get it for seventy percent off for thirty dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really have much more to say. Um, there's a new trailer. If you haven't been convinced yet, I hope that this trailer convinces you. But I think what they've released is already kind of what like people have made up their minds. I think. When's it out? Uh, it's out December second. Unless, oh shit, that's soon. Fire out. It's very soon, unless you get the uh one of the deluxe versions. I forget which one, but one of them comes with a three day uh, you know, the standard EA um started early, uh, which puts it at November twenty nine, I believe. Thirty first. It's three yeah, days six, early. Six days away. Oh, maybe it is only three days. I don't remember, but you can play it early on, on the deluxe version. I'm sure it's recorded somewhere, but uh yeah, uh, December second for everyone else. The game will be out oh, next week. I am very excited. Still but, need yeah, to decide even... on a console for that. Oh yeah. well, whether we're going console or PC. Switch. I'm 
leaning towards PS5 for this one, I think. Yeah, you get it. It'll probably be a bit more pricier on the PS5 than the PC, though, won't it? It is, but the I'm I'm at the stage where my graphics card is no long is now below. Uh, it's not below minimum, but it's below recommended. When oh. normally normally oh. it's it's still at recommended, so I've been okay. But this is the first game that I want to play that it's going to be towards the bottom end of supported. So kind of leaning towards PS5. That's it. That's the play then. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Anything from anyone else on that? Or do we move on? It looks fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> if that's, sweet. It, that's about it. Cool. Uh, yeah, even just quickly flicking through that, that trailer that dropped. Um, so, so much of the Cityscape, um, L Train uh, platforms. Yeah, I, I see a lot of the Burnout Paradise DNA, and it just makes me super excited. Um, next up on the list, Guilty Gear Strive, announcing the next DLC character. Uh, does someone who want, who actually plays Guilty Gear Strive want to take over for this one? I mean, I don't play Guilty Gear Strive, but I can take over. Yeah, you take over. You have more of the history with him anyway. Yeah, so... Is character, is it Sin? Sin uh, what do you pronounce his name? Kiske? Kiske? Uh, oh. It's Kisk, I think. Kisk, maybe? Uh, Japanese, they usually do... Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um... I would say yeah. Kishk or something, but... Yeah, no, so Sin Kisk is um, being added. He was from Guilty Gear 2, and he was also in the Revelator games. He's, um, he's Kai Kisk's son, and trained by uh, Soul Bad Guy. Uh, his main weapon of choice is using a flagpole, and he's got a weird gimmick where um, he does more damage if he's full on his hunger meter. If you keep doing special moves, he gets hungrier and hungrier and does is less efficient as a character. Um, it looks like they're kind of bringing that mechanic back into Strive, which is interesting because they haven't really done those weird gimmicks for a few characters. But um, yeah, that, that was kind of like his gameplay in the Revelator, so also not surprising it's coming back. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, besides also saying that they're going a little deeper in making him a mix of like in special moves, he's a mix of Kai and Sol, which is neat to see because he's uh, taking elements from both his father and grandfather. Is his eye patch something to do with the flagpole? His uh, that's a story thing. Um, his dad had to take one of his eyes to save him. Classic. Interesting. Classic. What that didn't Classic happen dad. to you? <laughs> what was that, Josh? What that didn't happen to you guys as kids? Am I the only one in an eye patch? <laughs> I've seen Steve you. You Jones. don't have an eye patch. You just have glasses. <laughs> They're not as cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then you just wear an eye patch. But yeah, no. But don't, but don't. But don't tell anybody why you need those. Man, mystery. An eye patch and a fedora. You know, got a really oh. thick. Gonna be the extra layer of cringe. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Kai that's... is the second character in this four-character season pass. So we're halfway through. <laughs> That's about all I have to say on him. Cool. That's all I have to say on it as well. Uh, next up, we have some Fire Emblem news. Someone that want, that plays Fire Emblem want to take this one? <laughs> um, I'll take this one, even though I only know what happened because um, of the thing. Um, so Fire Emblem Engage, you know it, I know it, we know it now. Um, they've Japanese Nintendo has uploaded a five and a half minute video on how the the ring system is going to work. My understanding is so that when, when you say when you say how Japanese to get engaged Nintendo, to Fire Emblem characters, do do you mean 
the Nintendo in the Japanese reality in Bayonetta 3? Or, like, which, which Nintendo was this? Uh, no, I'm talking about the... In the French Bayonetta's world, it is that Nintendo. Oh, that Japanese one. Yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, cool. it's Japanese, but they speak... But all the anime speaks French. It's a, it's, it's a, good, a good rendition of Naruto, to be honest. Absolute no, cursed timeline. <laughs> no one fights, they all surrender. Um... No, so there isn't like an English video for this. There's like subtitles floating around if you really wanted to throw it, but it just shows how the ring system will work and that you'll be summoning and teaming up with iconic heroes from past Fire Emblem games. Um, and I saw a funny uh, comment on like a, just a, not this trailer, trailer from last week about someone saying that Fire Emblem is so out of ideas that literally just recycling like old characters. Oh, they're uh, also and- recycling maps. This game is a big anniversary game where they're recycling characters and old stages. Ah, the maps are, nah. It's pretty much a grid with, like, different layers of cover and mountains and all that. But, like, the characters really make Fire Emblem, especially with, like, three houses as well. That was fantastic for getting to Speaking of three houses, can I mention how disappointed I am that they're showing off male Byleth and not female Byleth? I'll probably do both, to be honest, knowing how... How how disappointed are you? Very disappointed. Male Byleth looks like shit. You look like, so here we go. You've revved him up. Here we go. No, uh, uh, no that's, go. Uh, that's all I had to say about it. Uh, you haven't even played the game. No, but male Byleth looks like shit. I play. You I look like shit. Of, <laughs> I played a little bit of Byleth in Smash. Even if he was going to play it, he'd buy it and then put it on an emulator and then complain about <laughs> it. <anyway. laughs> it, it doesn't run. run. <laughs> it runs and looks better. Why wouldn't I? Then it's why, a single player game. Why pay for the game? Well, why buy why the pay game? for the game? <laughs> The point of emulation is to be like, I'm not giving a billion dollar company more money. Billion dollars is a bit low. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I want to support the devs. They're a small indie company known as Game Freak. They are a freak at games, I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, that's anyway. a good one. Thank you. Uh, I wish it segued nicely into the next January, one. January the 20th is when that comes out. I'm still on the fence whether I'll pre-order it or not. I've got one of those coupons I got from... Uh, coupons, vouchers, I don't know the word. I've got one of those left from when I got Violet. And let's see how we go. Uh, speaking of seeing how things will go, uh, Ubisoft uh, fucked around and found out exactly how, how that goes when they take games off of Steam, uh, because now they're putting games back on Steam. They, they that- lost the Steam War. Do you really? Uh, I've got thoughts, but I'm not sure if they're good thoughts. Are, are people actually <laughs> going to buy these games? Maybe. Like, like, yeah, like a, a, lot of, to- a lot of sales on PC comes from Steam, uh, so... Um, most people don't want to go out of their way out of Steam to go buy games, so it's more likely they'll actually sell when they're on this market. Yeah. God damn it, I hate this fucking mosquito. Fucking watching me. Um, see you, dickhead. Uh, yeah, I don't, maybe, yeah, I think maybe I got confused with this story and that one, how they they were allegedly taking off, like, those old Assassin's Creed games. So maybe they will. They obviously will. Assassin's Creed. Valhalla, Anno 1800 and... Roller Champions, I guess. I'm assuming they're a good one. No, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, Roller Champions, I've heard <laughs> decent things about, but Valhalla, I've heard nothing but people complain about that game. Really? Huh. Yeah, well, I've heard nothing but really good things about Valhalla, to be honest, except that it gets a bit mid about, you know, half yeah, the game because it's beyond yeah. the average. Yeah, it's one of those things like if you haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in a while, it's refreshing, but yeah, you just play this. I was hearing it from people that have been playing it since Origins came back and they're kind of getting stale by the time Valhalla's come around and it's just too big of a game. That's what she said. Also, one person literally ran into a glitch where they couldn't, 
they legitimately couldn't finish the game. They did 99% of the game, and it just refused to let them actually finish the game. Well, ratio, you didn't finish the game, etc. Skill issue filtered, etc., etc. Sounds like Where's me with um, Petruchio Feathers in Assassin's Creed 2. No, I will not get over this. I will die on the hill that I deserve that Platinum Trophy. Fuck you, Ubisoft. Oh, could you not finish it? Oh, no! No, I finished that's the like game. The... I just, I, I collected all my... But you can my... get a Platinum butt. No, I, I couldn't. I collected Man, all my... Man, that's like... That was I, like I, the first I... game I ever 100%ed to use Xbox terms. It was, uh, it was, it was one of my first as well. Collect, collect all the Petruchio's feathers, put them all in this box, yeah. hand the box to, is it, is it your mum? Yeah. 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 Hand the box to your mum, your mum's like, thank you. And they're like, wait for the ding, wait for the ding. Turns around, wait for the ding. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll, maybe, you know, maybe it'll come when I resume Where's control. Where's the trophy poppy ding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you. I've never done heroin, but I think I know what the withdrawal feels like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, as someone who, if I has think done I, heroin, like, <laughs> depends what it's cut heroin. with. Um, female heroes. Um, oh, what was I going to say? As someone who has frequently encountered problems with achievements glitching and having done myself, uh, the most backwards network resetting ways to try to just get something to pop up. That's really rough. I'm sorry, man. I don't think I'd wish that on my worst enemy. I'd wish it on Elon Musk. I wouldn't. That's a horrible <laughs> thing. Where's your, where's the he's doing it to himself on Twitter already. He is. What, what do you mean? He's going for the 80% speed run. How <laughs> to destroy $43 billion or however much it was. Achievement unlocked by Twitter. Anyway. Uh, good chat. Good, good, good tweet. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I suspect... Ubisoft, yes, losing the war because fuck having multiple launches and I think, was it Ubisoft that had the shitty DRM? Or was that Origin? Both. I want to say it was Ubisoft. Origin it was, was really bad. bad. Yeah, he was probably bad, yeah. Anyway, Ubisoft yeah. has Uplay definitely and... worse than the EA desktop app these days. Yeah, and EA is extremely uh, bad about it because you buy an EA game through um, Steam and they're like, yeah, we're going to yeah. launch it Surprise. through Origin anyway. That happens yeah. for Ubisoft. any of the Uplay games that are on Steam currently, anyway. Yeah, for the most yeah, part, it does. And it's in bloody fine print that you need an Origin account. Anyway, anyway, sidetrack. Uh, good to have you back, Ubisoft. Hopefully, you don't get any other bright ideas. Uh, next up on the list, we have. Uh, <laughs> I can almost make a, seg- a segue about EA taking some more studios to the farm. <laughs> um, but we have uh, multiple studios. Uh, Basically shutting down, um, or at least suspending. Oh no, these are multiple on... games. Yeah, game. Sorry, I was still thinking about bloody EA. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, uh Montreal, or I guess whatever they've been renamed to since. Um, yeah, shutting down a bunch of uh, what? Are these all mobile games? Yeah, these are all their mobile games. Like I yeah, think this yeah. is basically awesome. all their games they have out at the moment. So I I Make a real game. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if they get <laughs> shut down after this. Phone uh, games are real games. I'll, I'll do, I'm there. I've said it. said it. My favorite line in the announcement is: "We encourage prior in-game purchases to be used before January, as they will not be refunded." They're like, That's "Thank unsettled. you for paying everything you have so far, even if you still have premium currency left and you want to refund it because it's now a dead game." Not so. Uh... It's a bit oh, shitty, but I get sure, it. Yeah, surely. That's I mean, a it's not take. as bad as Blizzard putting people into thousands of dollars of debt. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they just, they just yeah. simply did not pay it. So you know, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. It, the, this, this to me has the same. Like, I, 
I watch the death of mobile gaming the same way I watch the death of Twitter and just smile. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone has the luxury of having a console or a PC, Pat. Well, I actively play mobile games, but they're all objectively shit. So they're designed for habits, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing, Steve. I um back when I had uh I don't remember what generation Apple Touch, some generation Apple Touch, and uh I remember buying something like SimCity. For I think it was like twenty one dollars, maybe it was on an iPad. I don't remember, but like the 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 mobile ish, or at least the portable SimCity that I paid twenty something dollars up front for, and wow, that was like one of the highest price points for like an app game. Uh, not the highest actually, because that was up more around the fifty dollars, and there was the insane stupid niche apps. But uh, but the point is, I dropped the twenty dollars for SimCity, and then I go, gosh, this is fun. I'm playing SimCity for twenty dollars. And I look yeah. at games now and all of them are free and then you just have to pay $20 worth of in-game currency to survive for another day and I go, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of my favorite games for my iPod Touch were like like RPGs like Xenonia, which no one probably ever played, but it was like 99 cents and it was like a full-length game. And it was like Zenonia. really, really good. I think yeah, Mario Run cool. was the same thing. It was $1 and it was like a full-length Mario Auto Runner no, game. No, no. You, you know what? I'm okay with that one burning down. Yeah, I played Replace your I, Battle Frontier. It did. I think I played Zenonia 4. I played him since the first one. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure you got me into him. I'm pretty sure you got me into him. Yeah, probably. I remember fucking playing these. Yeah, that, yeah that was my, good. My, like, I hated I them so much. I hated the fucking grind. It's Korean MMO. Yeah, mad. Oh, I love my Korean well, not, MMO. Not MMO, so. but uh, it's just so grindy. Anyway, yeah, because content, baby. I could not be like the. To, to see a company put out a statement saying, hey, we know you have a whole bunch of in-game currency, be sure to use it because we're not refunding it. Have, have fun burning in hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my slippery sl- slope argument was like, it's going to suck if these guys get shut down because of, um, of um, losing all their games. But no, that, that, already, that was already announced at one point. They're, they're just fully getting merged into Eidos Montreal at some point. Yeah. So, so they're not company. even going to stick around. I'm all these games getting shut down is probably because they're all being merged into another company. Yeah. No, the uh the, the average dev that works on it, do I feel bad for them? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a it's human. It's the bigger I heads that suck. Yeah, I, I work in, in software development, but uh I just miss the times when I buy a game and I play the game and I go, gosh, what a fun game that I paid an upfront cost for. None of this fucking Oh, rather than don't worry, we, we've saved you the upfront cost of fifty dollars by instead making you pay three hundred dollars over the course of six months because of shitty monetization practices. So, burn mm-hmm. in hell anyway. And all of this started because of subscriptions. Looking at you, I fucking hate you. Not everything needs to be a subscription. Looking at me? No, whoever the subscription devs are, not uh, devs. Uh, okay, it looked like you were saying I'm looking at you. I'm looking <laughs> at you, Magic. <laughs> You're a software dev. You, you put you. this shit in place. What do you know, Steve? So, software developers are now the, uh, the people that went on strike in like the coal mines in like the 60s. In Blizzard. Rise up. We have nothing to lose but our chains. <laughs> in the, it's, it's not even in Blizzard. It's the coal mines in Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What's the difference? <laughs> um, next up in the list, we have... Uh, we have a potential uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, and Dead or Alive, uh, Dead or Alive reboot. Now, I, the, so I'll be honest. I don't think I ever played any of the Ninja Gaiden series, but 
I had one of those PS2 demo discs. Like, this is way back, like, first, like, really early adoption, first generation PS2s. And one of the trailers that was on there was Dead or Alive. And that was the first fighting game that I'd ever been introduced to. Oh, and- boy, did you enjoy those jiggles? Yeah. Let's just say the trailer did, in fact, make me excited to play the game. And other things. Which, naturally, I couldn't because it was like R16 and I was like, I don't know, like, se- se- wait, seven? This is your let's, story. Let, let, <laughs> can someone help me out here? How old was I? <laughs> let's, let, let's conservatively say uh, un- under the age of 10. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so what, what are your guys' opinions on this? I've been uh, saying yeah. every single time since uh, um, Team Ninja has been making a new Neo or Neo-style game that they're just getting closer and closer to just making Ninja Gaiden again. True, and I've just hear it many times. <laughs> Literally every time they make a new game, it's like, this is just getting closer to Ninja Gaiden again, just to make a new Ninja Gaiden. Um, so hearing them say, yeah, we have plans to make these reboots down the line and another Dead or Alive, really good news for me. I'm really excited to see Ninja Gaiden come back because it's one of the kings of the action game franchise and Dead or Alive is fun. Uh, much like you, Pat, Dead or Alive was one of my probably first fighting games and I really enjoyed it. Um, after a uh, vigorous discussion with mum about uh, no, no, that lady's that not wearing any clothes, uh, in which I <laughs> think my attempt to say, oh, yeah, it's more freedom of movement for fighting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Are you trying to slut shame? You're like, come on, man. <laughs> you can't be saying this, mum. You're part of the movement. All right. Well, well, all I'm, I'm saying love, is I why love, play Dead or Alive that... when Rumble's Roses was right there? I don't know. I, 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 Rose, I love oh, the idea my that... God. Steve Steve walks into a walks into a strip club and there's just a health bar. <laughs> Man, that's you know how long it's been since I've thought about that game. I know, you know that quite game a before. while. Rumble Roses like, is at least kind 10 of like years. it. Think Dead or Alive, but instead of fighting game, it's a wrestling game, and they have yeah. mud, mud wrestling in it as well. <laughs> and you have oh, like that's... really, really, really over the top entrances as well. They're like it, it's it's like. Every all the good parts of wrestling, but like shoved into like wrestling. basically softcore porn. Wrestling. It's really strange. Wrestling. There were at least two of those games as well. Yeah, there was one on the PS2. I think they were both on PS2, but the second one might have also been a 360 game. Um, and so to answer your second question at Ninja Gaiden, um, I think I would have been like very young as well playing the first Ninja Gaiden. I literally. I remember the aircon being broken, so I was like a thousand degrees in the room I was in, and spending probably about six hours straight trying to beat, like, I think one of the bosses in that. Uh, and then I was just literally fucking covered in sweat. I was fucking disgusting. Um, and I still couldn't do it. Then I put the game down and I didn't play it again. So you literally got sweaty and then gave up. Filson, skill issue ratio, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I would have been like, old. When was the first Xbox come out? I would have been like seven, maybe. Hey, your, um, your story, bro. Yay! Yeah, it just sounds like yeah. me with the first Dark Souls, to be honest, the first time I tried to play it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got filtered with the first Dark Souls. Oh, I said this on this podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, actually, just quickly before we do. Um, hey, uh, Insomniac, I, I know you're listening. Big fan if, of the podcast because we keep chilling Ratchet and Clank. If, if, if Team Ninja can, can like, sort of Talk seemingly, seemingly can confirm a, uh, a, a reboot, so can you. Anyway, next up, the, the green oh, slash white reboot? Power Ranger. Sly Cooper. 
Yeah, it's like it's like Cooper. We've been that's we've been like a punch, not insomniac. Oh fuck me! Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. What am I? Man, we have been shitting Ratchet and Clank for too long. <laughs> they could reboot the movie based on the game, based on the movie, based on the game. Of Ratchet and Clank, please God, no. Never again. We've we've gone too many too many layers deep into that, and it just turned out shit. Uh, speaking of things that are shit, um, tragic news that uh, one of the Power Ranger stars. Actually, why, why are we even covering this? This is just this is actually just sad news for the sake of sad news. We we covered um uh, uh um Kevin Conroy's death last week, and he was a big part of my childhood. And I thought it's like I wanted to cover this as well because this is another side of my childhood. I guess I don't it, know. It's two two massive tragic losses uh back to back. One of the them same one of them is after a battle with cancer. One of them is death by suicide. It's not really the same ballpark but yeah not so, the same ballpark but still tragic news i wanted to get out there yeah sure um yeah so tragic news the the power ranger star jason david frank um died by uh well died by suicide but uh supposedly being linked to after a fight with his estranged wife um i don't really have anything more to, to talk about with this one just tragic is tragic was he in a movie recently someone I don't think he was in any movies recently, but he pops up in Power Rangers stuff all the time. And it, uh, he showed up in a live action trailer or fan film, I think, for one of the comic characters that was based on his character. So like an evil version of the White Ranger. So yeah, he's been around and he's been heavily involved with Power Rangers basically all through the life of the series. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anything more you want to add? A uh, special memory or something, Seth? Not, not really, not really special memories. More like, um, Power Rangers was like a big part of my childhood growing up. Like, I absolutely loved it. Basically, all the way up to age ten, I want to say. Um, and then I kind of fell out of it. But um, one of the last series I watched was one where he came back as a major player in the series, and it was fantastic seeing him return after so long and yeah like it's just this is heartbreaking there's there's so many other ways that things could have turned out and like if you're if you're having problems with like suicidal thoughts or anything like just go reach out to someone hotlines are out there they might not be the best but there's always people thinking about you hmm uh yeah and then just sort of it is tragic we will move on um, next up, and finally on the list, uh, Nintendo deciding You missed one. Did I? Yeah, there was one more thrown in sneakily. Yeah, oh. God of War Ragnarok one. My bad. We'll hit God of War Ragnarok first then. Um, the director saying he wants to work on Castlevania next. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, someone else take over. I'm, I'm reading, I'm flying blind. Help me out. Uh, Eric Williams is the current director of God of War Ragnarok, and now that that game's come out and done and dusted, he wants to tackle Castlevania because it's been so long since one of those have happened. Um, they have a history of uh, having uh, Western Studios take over the franchise for a little bit because the Laws of Shadow series exists, and yeah, he... Uh, he just kind of said on a podcast that he'd be willing to give it a try if uh, Konami would give um if, if Konami would give them the license to give it a go. And with 
how much praise God of War is getting, I can imagine that they do a lot of good for the Castlevania series. Take take the um take those sort of um Western mythologies and like European uh Transylvania sort of monsters and go nuts like they do with um the Norse mythology. It would be pretty cool, I reckon. I'm not sure how good it would be though. I, I just hope that they do a combat system different from God of War so it has a chance to be good. <laughs> Always the fucking backhanded comment. Had to get it in there. Game is super well reviewed, including the combat system. Seth just takes a large swig of copium and then just spews some shit into a podcast. Yeah, I think this balance balance is still in the world. Um, yeah, well, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one, I guess. And and now, finally, no one else randomly snuck a, another one in there. We're, we're good. I can if you want. Yes. Well, pl- please don't. Um, Nintendo oh. deciding uh, after hearing Christmas music uh, in the supermarket, uh, decided to spread some Christmas cheer by DMCAing someone again. Uh, the the present that they love giving, not even at Christmas, just all the time, to to people being naughty and or nice. Um, so we have them DMCAing a third party image site. Yes, yeah, Steam Grid DB. Um, is a site a site where you can upload and share custom images for your Steam games library, and people were using it in the stupid way of putting it, uh emulated Switch games on their Steam library then using this website to give the games banners and custom icons and stuff on their Steam profiles. And Nintendo is not happy with that. They're like, no, get get that off Steam. Switch I'm games off sure the Switch. I, I, I'm not even sure I understand how this works. So what is it that they're actually downloading? Yeah, I don't get it. As someone who doesn't use Steam. Basically, yeah. there's it's like a custom launcher. And then you know how you could do like the old like iTunes searches and it would like pull down different artwork or whatever? It's sure. kind of like ah, that, yeah. but it's custom fan-uploaded artwork, and it does for, like, emulated games and stuff. So people are uploading their own artwork, own renditions of these characters, and then being DCMA. <laughs> I it's think it's crazy. happening with actual screenshots of the games, not just artwork. It was, it was both. I don't know if it's still both, but it was both. Yeah, but I think they're attacking it specifically because they're like, we don't want to support people emulating the games. I don't know if this article goes into it, but one workaround I saw screenshotted quite a bit was basically the exact same game cover, but they would just like crop out like Link, for example. They would just like leave a hole and then re-upload it. <laughs> That's actually so good. It's like really, that. really good. Modern problems require modern solutions right there. That's it. Uh, yeah. Any, any final thoughts on this? Are we moving on? Uh, we can move on. It's just kind of funny that this is happening. It's a very Nintendo thing to do, though. Extremely Nintendo thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I get it, but maybe that is because speaking, my cons- console pleb. Speaking of uh, corporations going to co-op, no, no Activision Blizzard news this week. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas miracle in November. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was too early for Christmas. Uh, well, well, Having that, that Christmas party for we, a brand are, new batch of assaults. We are giving thanks <laughs> to the fact that we don't have to talk about the perfect zero on the diversity scale this week. <laughs> You're going to jinx it and Bobby Kotick's going to do something stupid right after we finish recording and we have to cover it next week. Bobby Kotick's <laughs> doing something stupid now. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, that, is, is that Spongebob or Simpsons? Hold on, everyone. Oh, no, it's Lenny, isn't it, from Simpsons? Hold on, uh, hold on everyone. He's about to do something stupid. Or is it Carl? It's so good. Uh, it's Lenny or Carl. It's Lenny or Carl. It's one of them. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's one of them. Anyway, Simpsons meme for I'd that. say they're very um, interchangeable, but they're not. <laughs> I don't see race. <laughs> 
But what was that episode where they're like, they ride on their hand like Lenny equals like white and they can't leave the black? It's so <laughs> also, dumb. Yeah. I just want to get it out there real quick. Um, Skronix is continuing their, in their extremely good joke of doing um, a showcase of uh, Final Fantasy classes and they do four screenshots of characters uh, showing that class off. And one of them is always Jack Garland from uh, Stranger of Paradise. All right. Oh God, Seth, funny. we get it. You played Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> but not just oh, that. Yeah. The, the Square Enix social media team is also in on it. They love him too. I thought you hated that game. Why are you always talking about it? No, that's why I always talk about Final Fantasy XIV instead. Jack he became is a perfect zero. He, <laughs> <laughs> he became the stranger. That was the whole point. Um, anyway, we got to move on to the audience question for this week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> who wrote this? This is a funny one. Oh, must have been thinking that he wrote it. <laughs> Annie, Annie May writes in asking which game hey, series. Annie. Annie, are you okay? It's Anim, not Annie. It's okay, we're friends. Uh, uh, writes in asking Anim which okay. game series. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone calls her Emoji for short. Um, writes in asking uh, which game series would be best suited to a live action adaptation as opposed to an animated one. Patrick, I have an answer and I need you to sit down for a moment and hear oh, me no, out. No, no, I, I do as well. Okay, no, no, I think we have the same one. All right, set on three. Ready? One, two, three. Minions. Red and Clank. Oh. oh. I knew he was going to say something fucking dumb. Yeah. They made which that answer. Which one's answer? See, yeah, see, I agree. See, they already tried animated and it didn't work, but maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe the secret is in live action adaptation of Ratchet and Clank. So, so minions aside, my, my first, my first shitpost idea was going to be Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Good, we're on the same wavelength here. They should make a live action show of Final Fantasy. Or, or hit, hit me out, hit me out, Sly <laughs> Cooper with an actual raccoon. Yes. Mm. I'd be all for that. Give him a little hat. I want the voice of the <laughs> raccoon to be Danny and DeVito. And <laughs> And it's like, it's like um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua where it's just shitty lip oh, sync. Oh god, where that was a shit where, movie. Where, where, where it's clear that the dog's just barking and they're just dubbing yeah. the voice on over the top. It's just a raccoon being just more and more upset that it's being forced to wear a hat. <laughs> Could you imagine being on the, like, the, the scene where they're recording Beverly Hills Chihuahua and there's just an owner being like, speak, 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 over and over and over again. Oh my yeah. god, that would drive me insane. The, the idea that at some point they have to put a raccoon, a hippopotamus, and a turtle into a van. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the question is, yeah. is it a full-sized van or is it a small raccoon-sized van? <laughs> I just don't know what you do with the hippopotamus, I'll be honest. Or, or uh, extension to that, why you give the fox next to the van a gun? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm actually. The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of into this. <laughs> yeah, Madagascar be right. Isn't Wait. it the Joystick Awards at the moment? Let me rephrase that question. I just saw a funny post about the Joystick Awards. Should we be covering that? Are we the former one? You know what? It doesn't matter. I didn't know the Joystick Awards were going on at the moment. Um, I saw. It, I think uh, we just went through the five stages of grief with Steve in about five seconds. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I started to Google it. And I'm like, I don't care. Sounds like an um, average Wednesday night, to be honest. Yeah. But no, um, as a, my answer to this question would probably be, I'm not sure if any of you guys have played it, but like Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, yeah, right, I haven't yeah. played that. That, that yeah. would, you know, that'd be good. Definitely uh, yeah. sounds like a porno. <laughs> it does. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it does. I'm to give it some thought, but yeah. 
You know what would do great in live action? Fall Guys. <laughs> but they're that's, that, <laughs> that's literally, um... Wipeout. Yeah, Wipeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, yeah, but you've, actually you've, put you've people seen... in the big bean costumes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've, you've seen the, um, the, the skeletal structure of the Fall Guy beans, right? Yes, I have. They're beautiful. <laughs> Actual nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. My first thought for this question was The Witcher, because it just was a game that stuck out to me, and then I was like, wait, they've done that. They've yeah, done, they've that. done that. And, yeah. <laughs> and they've systematically killed it off by getting rid of Henry Cavill. Well, they systematically killed it off by going, we're not going to stick to the law, and he's like, I'll stay if you stick to the law, and they're like, no. So he left. <laughs> is it so, Cav I mean, who's that it, on, really? Is it Cavill or Cavill? I, I think I it's, know. I've I think heard it's Cavill. Everyone, I've heard everyone except Seth say Cavill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think I just accidentally mispronounced it. That's all. Cavill, like, he's like, I was wrong. British as fuck. Cr Cruella Cavill. You reckon they're related? You reckon <laughs> oh. uh, Henry Cavill is just 101 Dalmatians sit together? <laughs> hey, you know that, that scene in that movie where, like, he reloads his arm? That's that explains why he's so <laughs> yeah, sculpted, man. That's great. <laughs> that, is, that is a good scene. And then they ask him, like, what he was doing. He's like, oh, reloading my arms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. It does look yeah, cool. He's right. <laughs> Yeah. Just say it more. Yeah. But when I do it, I look like a fuckwit. <laughs> you don't look like him, to be fair. <laughs> That's because you no. did it in a business meeting and everyone asked what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> I uh, let in my arms so the boss can cop one, you know? <laughs> I took my suit jacket off, rolled my sleeves off, and then I did it. And he's like, Saban, why'd you do that? You haven't spoken this whole meeting. And then that's when you punched him through a wall in a men's bathroom. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? So um, you violently shake the door and walk away. <laughs> actually, no, my real answer for this, um, the live action question, would be uh, Jade Empire. That's a fucking fantastic game, and I reckon that'd be really good. Got, that had a lot I, of, like, um, I'm going to tie this back up around to what things that we talked about in this podcast. I think you could actually do live action Life is Strange. Oh, yeah, 100%. You guys are going to say Bane over three, I was going to come there over there and hit your head. Um, Life is Strange, easy, easy. It's literally a teen drama. In fact, there is, a, there is a live action Life is Strange. It's called 13 Reasons Why. Oh, God. Well, not. Oh, uh, that's not how oh, the first one goes. No, not really. The first one's like an abuse story. It's so not. Uh, there, there are themes, sure. Grant, yeah. I'll, I'll grant you that, but come on. Listen, man. all I'm saying is that the people I knew who likes Life is Strange it's also likes the 13 Reasons Why. Okay, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's where you finished there, that comparison. <laughs> there's a connection there. That's a good show, 13 Reasons Why. I didn't watch season two or season three. But... Nah, that season yeah. one upset me enough. Se yeah. season, one, se season one was, uh, for all Spice. intents and purposes, great. No. Not in the, like, you know, super entertaining, excellent show, but just, like, it was very good. As, it was as very, a, very good. Yeah. Uh, then it goes downhill, quite quickly after that point um anyway well, she, not she tells her 13 that. reasons why that's it exactly i think my answer is going to be xenoblade i was wondering Ooh. i was waiting for someone to drop xenoblade anyway. it's like it, it, um, even though it's animated and animated things really do really badly with live action i think that they're normal enough that you could get away with it but also the world in a like a like a realistic setting will just look incredible and will blow everything away so i think I, that'd be I, really good I'm going to take the cop out answer and say um, Last of Us because I think Fuck off. and hope that's, that's that already the, happening. They already do that, though. Right, yeah. but we don't. That's why I didn't say know. Fallout. 
we 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 don't know how it's gone, but I'm hoping based on who's attached to that and the budget behind it and everything else that it turns out good enough because I think that if so I guess I'll put it another way if HBO weren't doing a live action Last of Us like uh, remake isn't the right word adaptation now I would say Last of Us so I hope that because that is happening that it's as good as uh, and then I guess in a similar vein uh, I still would really like to see someone attempt to do a Mass Effect style one if if they got the budget and story right that would be fantastic, yeah. But they yeah. don't have to do. Oh, I keep thinking of all those weird Halo live action things they've done before. Like, they're not, all garbage. That's, not just, yeah, not, yeah, not that, just the that's TV That's my show. problem, right? Is that yeah. like, I, th- I think about that applied to Mass Effect and go, but I, but I, I, I like Mass Effect. There was <laughs> a know, live ha- action Halo, Halo could 3. be done good, but it just isn't done good for some reason. No, there was like literally like a Halo Three. I'm sure it was like promo live action video thing that they did that goes for about like four or five minutes. And it's the best live action thing they've ever done, and I have no idea why. Like, it's not, like, it's it's not particularly amazing looking, but like, it just played off really well for such like a short promo video. So if they if they actually come at it with like, rather than a, approaching like an alternate story kind of thing like that they keep doing, or just trying to shove something else in, I think it could be really good. All you have oh. to do is get the bases right, and you could just make it about the soldiers. Even it doesn't even have to be about Master Chief, and it could still be very good. Yeah, there's only things you can do. I, yeah. I, I just thought of another one. FIFA 22. Oh my god, no. Can, can we not talk about that, please? Live action? Can we not talk about this, please? Think it's funny? Australia lost 4-1 to today. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Did funnier you? that Kuwait lost. Was it Kuwait? Is that what they're speaking? No, no, Qatar. Qatar's Wait, Qatar's Qatar, sorry. Qatar. Yeah. Qatar. I keep seeing fucking sportsbed ads saying we don't want to have a grand final in Qatar. Yeah. God, gambling ads suck. Yeah, they, they do. But and now that yeah. I've said the name, it's going to curse us and actually put their ads on this video. Disgusting. Be careful by DM from Trainwrecks. I don't know what that one is. That doesn't sound like an Australian one. Long, long story. Be on the internet more. Um, what, was the, what was the one that you said? Trainwrecks. Tra- anyway. Tra- uh, uh, Trainwrecks gambling, eh? Train Wall Street bets. Wrecks. Looks gonna be sheep. episode from yeah. I'm trying to. We're gonna get a full lore episode from Steve. Otherwise, um. Oh, it's a Twitch your... streamer. There oh, he is. got a lot. Seven, seven and a half million. He's only got three and a half thousand views. Fucking idiot. Dumb video. Sorry, Pat. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. You absolutely did. What? That's my job. The fast interrupting lounge. Am I right, fellas? No. Stop <laughs> talking. Be like Bill. Are we fellow now. <laughs> Um, hopefully that answers uh, hopefully that answers the question and if you or someone that you know has a question like us wants to get in touch we're on Facebook Fast Travel Lounge Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's at least for now uh, <laughs> that one's sort of a, a wait and see game for the next couple weeks at least still <laughs> um, you think we should move to parlor? no no <laughs> no, no truth, truth social Oh, only uh, the truth. Listen, all the Twitter replacements that are coming out have their own problems, so Twitter is sticking around because no one will actually to. let it die. True. As uh, much as Elon is trying to do that. Uh or um or good old uh good old good old mailbag, fosterlounge at gmail.com. Um Should we get a PO box? No. No. I want to hand Do you want to be in charge of of like, you know, actually checking that stuff? Yeah, I live like five minutes down the road from a post office. 
as much like Steve, there are easier ways for me to send you anthrax. We don't need a PO box. <laughs> <laughs> What's this white powder? Snorts it. Oh, how bad's anthrax? Oh, well, if I'm in the same room with it, you're in strife, so I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the white uh, powder, baby powder. Yet he continues to talk. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, that. Baby powder just goes so You're hard. the one being funny. <laughs> I'm sitting here giggling to myself, having some good time with some friends. Yeah. Patrick, stop being funny, you selfish fuck. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Uh, this brings us to the end of episode 51. Uh, feel free to give us a like, comment, subscription, whatever you can on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, uh, as I alluded to earlier, hopefully, uh, Pokemon chat coming coming next week. The big old one year, year's worth of content, and anniversary, something, something. Seth will get the, the correct order of words out of my mouth in editing. Um, no, I won't. We're at the end of episode 51. I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. And until then, catch you next time. Goodbye. Uh, happy birthday, Paul Gallen. Paul Gallen? You won your boxing match. <laughs> <laughs>